Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Main Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious sidekick, Hunter Van Lear. Your low-energy sidekick today. I know. What the hell happened? I think I just ate too many carbs. I'm, I'm feeling like a little sleepy boy. So I'm drinking some Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> trying to wake myself up at 9.30. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, <laughs> like we're talking, and like, like, off, like before we start recording, I'm like, yo, he sounds fucking tired. Oh, yeah, man. I just had, like, you know, uh, some rough. I was lifting yesterday, not exercising. I was lifting furniture. <laughs> and I, I was like, like pumping it, bro. <laughs> I love how you're like, no, I'm not working out. The, well, the I need to make sure people, you know, because if our fans, if Ross listens, I don't want him to think I'm getting ripped, you know? I don't want him to be like, Hunter, <laughs> you're not ripped. I'm you're like, getting I'm jacked. Like, like, no, that's yeah, not what's happening. No, I was moving furniture and stuff around and I hurt my arms a little bit. And oh, then. God. Fucking the cat's still being the cat, so I'm still working on that. He keeps us up a little bit. That's fair. And then my job is just really boring, and I like want to fall asleep while doing it. So, yeah, I drank That's a lot fair. of caffeine now. That makes uh, that makes. Uh, welcome to being an adult. I mean, I drank a lot of caffeine before, but I do it with soda, and I need to stop. I got to go back to the ice drinks I was drinking. But yeah, no, I just do coffee. Soda's just like too good. I do like a coffee. I can't, I, Grown man? If I do coffee, I gotta put milk in it, and I have a lactose thing. I don't put milk. I in still it. get me wrong. I still eat cheese, and I still eat ice cream. But like too much milk in one day. If I drink two cups of coffee, it's gonna be too much. That's fair. All right, so we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics Town Save in New York. Let's start off with some news, guys. It's very light week for news, so we have a couple of things to cover, so we can jump, talk a lot about our. Uh, <laughs> our actual topic, which is our first wrap up in forever, yeah, um, first wrap up since what? War of Realms. Was it? No, Hoxbox. Oh, it was Hoxbox. Hoxbox okay. was after. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we do one a year. It looks like. Yeah, except, yeah pretty... except for one of the COVID years, we skipped one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. We're coming up on year four, I think, of the podcast, which is ridiculous. I know, right? I mean, our numbers don't show it, but you know. We're up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do. Because, you know, four years in, you should be at about 200 episodes if you do one a week. But we had to take some COVID breaks and some holiday breaks and some And life. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we're back. I think this is 180. So, like, wild. Oh, yeah. This is 180. Wild. We got to do something crazy for 200. Yeah. Because, yeah, we did something crazy. You realize. 20 weeks. That's, like, July, probably. Yeah. Maybe I'll be back up because I do plan on coming up there at some point in the summer. So maybe I'll try to time it out to where it's episode 200 and then it'll be a nice little reunion. It'd be Sonic. It'd be Sonic 3. (laughs) (laughs) If Sonic 3 comes out this year, that'd be awesome. I don't know if it's supposed to. I mean, the Knuckles TV show is supposed to be coming out too. It does. Elba is just destroying Hollywood right now. He's like, I got an anime. I'm doing a Knuckles TV show. He's like, more superheroes. <laughs> he's like, I can do what I want. I'm I, I'm Elba. I can do what I want. Yeah, he's like, what are you going to fucking do about it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so what do we got to talk about today? Nothing crazy. So what we'll do is do the small stuff out first and we'll go forward. So first of all, Sandman Season 2 starts shooting this summer. Um, which is surprising because I didn't know they got renewed for season two. I didn't watch season one. You should watch season one. I just hear it's like a lot. It's not. It's, well, it's just... only it's only ten episodes plus the holiday special or whatever special yeah. they did. But like, I just I don't know, man. I've never been like a Sandman comic fan, mm. and I hear that it's like a lot, just like mentally. 
No, no, no. Okay. For those, like, so my wife and I watched it, and we watched it together, in fact. And so she, like, we know of Sandman, like, we know Neil Gaiman's, and it was based on Susan Octors, and we know stuff, yeah. So watching it, it was really cool. Um, It's very, they actually make it super simple. It's super easy to follow. It's like literally the story from the comic, and they were like, this is it, and nothing crazy. I don't know, like, man. I don't know if I care about that. Like, I'm more into, like, connectivity. So if they're not connecting this to anything, like, ah, it doesn't interest me that much unless it's connected. No, I get that. Like, but, like, it's cool because he, sweet. he, um, there are things he wanted to do, but legally he wasn't allowed to. Like, oh, yeah, this... I, I know, like, there's some stuff that they wanted to do with, like, they wanted to get regular John Constantine in there, too, but they got the, um, oh, my God, what's your name? <laughs> The mother, Joanny? Joanna. Yeah, Joanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got that going on, which is cool, and I like that twist on the mythos. Yeah, it, the show is really cool. I'm excited for season two because season one like leaves you off like in a nice spot. Um, there's parts of the books like, like I want to see what they do, like how they do with Lucifer, cause, like Lucifer's in the first season. Yeah, um, like Wendell and Christie, or is that game? Yes, right? no, it's Wendell and Christie, oh, okay. and she's it's Lucifer, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, cause she looks like Lucifer does in the comic book, actually. Oh, good. Not uh, good what's the, not what's his name? Oh my god, I want to say Tom Welling, but it's not Tom Welling. It's Tom Ellis. <laughs> Tom Ellis, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Tom he, Welling. He did, he did good though. <laughs> yes, he did awesome. Actually, he they were like, part. right. They they asked him like, oh, were you asked to be back for for Sandman and blah blah blah? And he goes, no, but it's okay because Neil worked very a lot with me on Sandman on Lucifer. So he's like, I, he got to tell his version of Lucifer, like a version of it through this show. That's why, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So and I'll, I'll we, check it out at some point for Sandman, you know, at some point down the line. Just like how I still haven't caught up on the boys yet. Oh, my God. Like we said we were going to cover season three, and I just never caught up. Like I've never caught up, and I might never, as well wait to see it for. Never caught up on Star Girl. I haven't finished up. Um, what is it? Super Suns just dropped on HBO Max, and then I haven't finished up the Arrowverse yet. So there's a lot of stuff I gotta watch. Yes, all I'm for the show. Here watching Koala Man. I'm watching. Uh, I'm rewatching Team Wolf right now. So uh, yeah, me and Lady just finished. The movie comes out like two weeks, I think. I know. I'm on like I think I'm on season three. I'm on season three, episode eighteen. The I'm cast- watching. The cast changes is wild. Yeah, like three to four. And dropping people all the time. After season three, that's where it becomes like a lot, in like season a lot four, more. They're like, Derek is dead. And you're like, that's dumb. You kill them off screen. And then you jump to season six and Styles goes to the FBI. And it's like, you know, he sees a video of Derek. And I'm like, bruh. I'm like, you could just say he just went away. You didn't have to be like, he died off screen. I just hate stupid shit like that. Like, if you knew you wanted to bring him back at some point, then, like, why would... It's just dumb. I know. I'm watching but it the now. show is great overall. There's a I couple the weak moments, and I hate Theo as a villain. Like, oh, do you? Like, like, season five, I think Theo sucks. But in season six, <laughs> Theo's okay. Yeah, because he's, like... Because he comes back, and, and they're, like, he's, he's, he's remorseful. But also, like, he still sucks a little bit. And I'm, yeah. like, okay. I like I think remorseful, the... sucky characters. I don't like... Just being a douche because you no. can. The first four seasons are the best. Oh, yeah. Up until, like, like Evil Styles is, like, crazy oh, cool. Evil Styles like, is like, the throwing up all best. the freaking, like, bandages. I'm like, this is good. And, like, like season five is fine. 
Yeah. Like, if you, if, like the doctor thing is cool. Yeah. And like that whole like World War One or like fucking whatever army like werewolf monster man is like kind of cool. But like him being Mason and then it's like it's because of his twins genetic DNA because he ate him yeah. in the womb. I'm like, shut up. It's very shut your face. It's, shut up. It, it's very <laughs> it's very Morrissey X Men, like Maradri, like Cassandra so, Xavier so thing. Stupid. It's like, that's my space twin. Like, shut up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if freaking Claremont had a hand in fucking Teen Wolf. No, um, Jeff totally. Davis said that uh, he's working on a, a show called Wolf Pack. It's not tied to Teen Wolf, but it is another teen werewolf show. And I was I, like, rock is. and roll, Jeff Davis. Good for and you. It's, and, it's, and it's on Paramount. I'm like, why not? Yeah, it's coming out soon or the first time it's coming out. Or... I was watching cause the, trailer, the, the trailer and the commercials come out for on Paramount. So I'm like... Oh, is this a Teen Wolf sequel? Because the movie. That's what I, everybody thought that though, because it's Jeff. It says from the producer of Teen Wolf, and then it says Wolf Pack, and you're like, oh, it's a sequel, but or like a spinoff. But then you go read up on it, and Jeff Davis is like, nah, it's just another wolf thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just made this a Whatever. sequel set after the show. You know that or after the movie. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh my god! Like, why? And, and you don't have to have any of the same characters return no. for the show. It could just be like. After the movie, Beacon Hills is left to more people. Because, like, at the end of 6, Scott's like, it's all yours, Liam. And then he leaves. But then the movie's back. And it's like, oh, but Scott's still here. Yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott never Scott becomes like a fucking vet. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. going to become a vet. And he's going to stay in his hometown because he can't leave Liam alone because Liam sucks. <laughs> Liam's an idiot. Like, in, like, when Liam's first introduced, we're just talking about Teen Wolf now. I know, when, Teen Wolf uh, podcast when, episode. When, Liam, when Liam first introduced, I was like, oh, this character's okay. I'm like, no, I don't know he if sucks. he's a mainstay, but like, he's okay. Like, because, you know, I like the idea of like, you know, Scott, the first time Scott bites somebody, he bites essentially the wrong person. Yeah, and like they literally kid. gave like werewolf powers to someone who has like explosive anger issues. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "That sucks!" Like you <laughs> That's made so bad. Like you made a mistake. Yeah, and then Scott has to live with that and like work his way into like fixing this guy. And then Liam like you know becomes a little bit better. He still has his moments in season five, especially when Theo is manipulating him. But in season six, he just feels like Scott Junior. Yeah. Because he's like, because he's trying to be funny, and he, and then like his girlfriend leaves him at the end of season five off screen, and I'm like, love that. <laughs> well, that's how writers work. Oh, the commercial for Wolf Packs came on. I'm like, yep. Oh, nice. There it is. <laughs> like there it goes Wolf Packs. He's it's the same day as the movie. Oh, that's she. It should have been a fucking spinoff, man. What's going on? I think lo, I think low key it might be, and we might they may be like holding that back. He may just be like, I can't talk about it. Right. I mean, may... I mean, it's werewolf teen stuff. It's probably loosely based on scripts that he couldn't do with Teen Wolf originally. Yeah. If it is actually a spinoff, that's awesome. But if it's a spiritual successor, that's also cool. That's fine. I'm just down for more, like, supernatural teen dramas because that's, like, Courtney's shit. Right. And, like, me and Courtney binged through all of Teen Wolf and now we're watching Grimm. Oh, nice. So I haven't seen Grimm. I've okay. only seen trailers for Grimm. So I'm, we're on like episode like seven or eight, and it's pretty cool. It's the Grimm fairy tales, but with like an adult cop. Yeah, of course. It's not really a teen drama, but it's a supernatural drama. Yeah. So talking about like everyone uh, talking about streaming services, we'll jump to the Velma stuff that's going on right now. Oh my god, Ugh. dude! Ugh. So, dude, it's so. Like, did you watch it yet or no? No, I refuse to I watch refuse it. To... I'm gonna wait till it's canceled until I watch it. So what's wild? Yeah, so why? But what's wild is that they like everyone's the only like, two episodes have dropped, and they and... released a teaser for the next two episodes. And there's like this romantic interest for for Shaggy, Shaggy and 
all signs point to it's a female version of Scooby Doo if they were a person. Yeah, it's and a, I'm like it's Scooby. God no. It's not it's no no, it's not a rumor. It's a fact. And it's Scooby with an eye, and she's a food reviewer that her and Shaggy have a relationship with. I just <laughs> I just it's don't not, care. It's not good. It's not good at all. Like there's no so like when we talk about like, like you brought up spiritual successor and stuff like that when when it comes to like um, there have been some bad Scooby Doo shows. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Like, all things considered, Be Cool Scooby Doo isn't great. But looking back at Be Cool Scooby Doo and looking at this, Be Cool Scooby Doo looks like fucking Cyber Chase. Like it looks amazing compared Dude, to the development. So it, it, the basic, like the writing for Be Cool is really good, but the animation sucks. That's the problem. It's the other. It's the opposite with this one. The animation for Velma's fine. It's yeah. Because it's done by the same people that did Harley Quinn. So the animation's good. It's just the writing and the characterizations of these characters are just so bad. Because they're and not... Like the cast is also good, too. Like You got Glenn Howerton, you got Sam Richardson, you got Constance Wu. I don't hate Mindy Kaling. No. Like you got a great cast. The you casting's just, not bad. You it's... just let stupid people write it. But the, the problem is, like, it's not... Because the problem is, like, it's... It's not Scooby Doo. They're no. It's, I mean, it's Velma. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, whatever. But like, it's not. It's 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 like you took the characters and were like, we're going to ignore everything that makes them them, and just go. Yeah, they're pretty much Shaggy, like straight up uh, Norval, straight up looks at the screen and goes like, I don't smoke weed. That's not cool. I'm like, get get the fuck out. I'm like, you have an adult show and you don't talk about Shaggy smoking weed. Go home. Like it's, Harvey Birdman did it back in the fucking like eighties, and they got all the same. Like Casey Kasem got to do the voice for Harvey Birdman. They committed to that. Like, <laughs> dude, there is there is things that are like when you when you like parody. It's not a parody. Like if you want to do like a adult comedy version of it, yeah. look at all the parodies they've, they've made of things like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and like Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. They're not the characters, but they're also made. You can get the bare essence of should be of the character and know like oh this is supposed to be a comedy parody of the old stuff like harvey yeah. birdman and turning out lore it's not birdman and i love fucking birdman and i kind of wish they brought back birdman as a comic book i may be writing that yeah. comic book in the future now that we're talking about <laughs> it um that in space coast i have a whole thing um <laughs> it'll bring back the hannah barbera future quest i am that's like one of the first things i want to ask like no one doing anything with this i'll do it um but also you know, you knew if you watch Space Coast Coast to Coast and you watch Space Coast, you know they're two different properties, but they're one's a parody of the other. It's meant to be tongue in cheek. It's jokey. Yeah. Velma is, is like, we're doing an adult comedy of Scooby Doo, but none of the characters are even remotely the same. Like yeah. the the thing with the parody concept is like you're supposed to take the things that make them them and exaggerate them. That's why the the Scooby Doo movies work so well. They were exaggerations of the characters. Like Fred is a himbo in the Scooby Doo movies. Dude, Mister Incorporated does it really well. well they do. Like, they, 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 they circumvent it and make it darker. Yeah, but they also have like Fred is a himbo who's obsessed with making traps. Like yes. Velma is smart, but also like a little sassy. And Shaggy's dead, just you know. fucking. Shaggy's just stupid. Yeah, I'm pretty much incorporated. I remember Mr. Incorporated is like it's wild. like fire. Yeah, and then um, but like I don't know, man. Like I feel like this show is just made for people. I mean, like it's made by people who don't like animation or don't like Scooby Doo, and right. it's just like like even if like so like. Scooby-Doo is not in it. 
And if no. this new Scooby Girl character or whatever is like a thing, like that's dumb. But like, all they had to do was give Norval a puppy. That's it. Right. Like, it doesn't have to talk. No. It just has to be a dog named Scooby that is seen in some scenes with him. Like, right. I mean, and obviously when you want to do a Scooby-Doo show, you want the dog to be a prominent character. But if you're sticking away from the path, you're doing a Velma thing, you still got to at least have the dog. The rumor is that this was not supposed to be this at all. It was supposed to be an original property that she did. But then they were like, hey, do this This isn't selling well. Here's Hanna-Barbera characters. Right, do this instead because that would sell better with nostalgia like Harley Quinn does, like an adult version of like the stuff that people grew up with, which again, yeah, adult you, version of Batman, the brave and the bold, right? Well, which, that's exactly what Harley Quinn is. Right. But it, the difference with Harley Quinn compared to this is that with Harley Quinn, they lean into like what makes them them. And they, they over sometimes overly do it on purpose for co- comedic purposes. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, it's being an actor, right? Like, but like, <laughs> even if you, if you break all that down, like it's still at the end of the day, their character, like, Ivy's mm-hmm. still an environmentalist, whether she's in this show or she's in another show, whatever you want to do it. Harley's still Harley. <laughs> Clayface is still an actor, a failed actor. All this other stuff is still true to the character. It is over the over exaggerations of like them. Yeah, like even though Glenn Howerton is a fantastic choice to play a, a Fred character, mm-hmm. like Fred is, I mean, who cares about the micro dong thing? That's just like a stupid joke, but like, yeah, they make him like an incompetent fool. Yeah, I'm like that's not. Like, he's like he can't cut his own food. I'm like, wh- I'm like he makes traps. He's smart-ish. Like even yeah. if he's a himbo, he's still like, like mathematically like able to. Just, right. You're you're taking away the stuff that makes the character. The he's just character. a white. He's just a white guy now. Right. You're like, you're literally taking away everything that makes the character the character by doing this. Like Shag. Like Norval is this. <laughs> Well, I don't want to make him a stoner. Well, you made him black, so and now you don't want to make him stoner because you don't want to lean into the stereotype. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, if you wanted him to be shaggy and a stone, like, and you didn't want to do the stoner thing, you could have just made him a white guy who's not a stoner. But making him a black guy who's not a stoner, it's like, well, you know what we, you know what we, you know what you wanted to do. Yeah, but then you backed out at the last second because you're a fucking child. Yeah, like instead of like you should have been leaning. I mean, into... this is only the first two episodes. Yes, it could easily change. This Scooby Girl character could easily be a food reviewer who's also a stoner, yeah. and then gets Shaggy High or Norval High, and then by the end of the season, he changes his name to Shaggy because that's his vibe now. Yeah, I don't know because in the first two episodes, he's hard pressed against drugs. But if this girl character shows up and gives him drugs and coaxes him into doing them, then sure. Maybe Norval can be redeemed. I like Sam Richardson a lot, so I believe that he wouldn't let his character be shitty. Right, so. and again, I think it comes down to like, and why I understand the outrage of this is where it's like it's not a parody. This is like original characters. It's just that, an insult. It, yeah, it's, it's it's original characters that you made with Scooby Doo painted over it mm-hmm. instead of it actually being because if this was an original show, it'd be like a cool murder mystery animated drama. Yeah, I'd be down for, like, Mindy Kaling playing an animated version of herself trying to solve a crime. Cool. With, like, a privileged white guy, uh, whatever Daphne's archetype is supposed to be because it always changes. And, like, a black non-stoner stoner. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, even all if they're all the- playing exaggerated, and the cast can be the same. Yeah, everything could have been exactly the same except for the story. Exactly. Except for, sorry, except for the Scooby-Doo label. yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything else, it could be exactly the same. The character would probably, like, even if the writing, 
like was the same as long as like so I think I feel like a, like even though the writing isn't amazing, I feel like a lot of people are complaining about the writing mostly because it's a Scooby Doo property and a lot of the jokes that are aimed at adults like in cartoons, it's like Scooby Doo is like a fucking phenomenon. Like adults yeah. watch it, kids watch it. Like you can't just poke fun at adults for watching Scooby Doo cartoons when you literally made a cartoon that hits nostalgia so hard. Yeah, like, you're, you're basically telling your audience to get fucked because they're watching Scooby Doo. Like right, like it's, it's like, so stupid. Like I get like so I like the tongue in cheek joke like in Harley Quinn where they make fun of like the fanboys complaining about the season <laughs> and how the season oh, or like, like complaining about Zack Snyder. Right, I'm like. like that's yeah, that. funny because that's, that's part of the, the 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 culture you're in when you're part of comics. Not when like you you can't turn around and try to make fun of the audience that watches your show because that's a problem. Yeah, because Norville goes like, uh, "Oh, you know what 420 is, right?" And Velma goes, "Yeah, it's uh, code for adults who like cartoons." I'm like, "That's not even a joke." Yeah, it's, like, it's what it's, is that? It's nonsensical humor when they're like, trying. Is it an insult? <laughs> Right, like the stoners to... get high and watch cartoons. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. They... Pe- adults watch Bluey. I know they do. I watched Bluey. just watched an episode of Bluey today. The show is so great. I watched like... it with my daughter, and then me and my wife watch it together. Cause like, because like... as parents, it hits it hits so much harder when you're a parent. There's so many like adult com like adult cartoons. Like I just watched Koala Man, which is um done by he who shall not be named and one of the guys from Smiling Friends, Michael Gusak, and Hugh Jackman's in it. Oh, really? Like Hugh Jackman's in an animated cartoon about an Australian businessman named Kevin who decides he wants to become Koala Man. Oh, it's, Jesus. It's, I, it's on Hulu. It's like eight episodes. I recommend checking it out. I think he'll dig it. But like, I want to. Like, I like Smiling Friends. I like Koala Man. I'm going to check out um, – uh, what's that? Uh, there was a movie that got dropped from somebody and Netflix picked it up. I'm going to check that out too. Like, there's just so many, like, cartoons. The I love Archer. Archer and Bob's Burgers are some of my favorite, like, anime, like, content of all time. Bojack Horseman is one of the best TV shows of all time, and that's yep. an animated sad horse. Like, I, yeah. And, and, and uh, 420 is code for adults who still watch cartoons. Like, go fucking home, dude. I know. People are dumb. Uh, People are dumb. Oh, and Harley Quinn's great. Yeah. So, like. You and we've covered it on the show. You know we watch cartoons. Yeah, like we're gonna cover Battle of the Super Sons probably next week. That's a cartoon. Yes, it is. So like that your company makes. Yeah. So like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, I think you're right. Where it was more of like a another show that got copied over because Mindy couldn't sell it to a studio because it was just like mid. And yeah. They're like ah, Scooby Doo sells. Pitch it to HBO Max and say it's a Scooby thing, and then they'll take it probably. And that's Cause, probably cause what it's, happened. It's, well, it's because of the success of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Mindy probably came in there and pitched it like Harley Quinn, but Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Because a lot of the jokes that they're trying to – like they talk – like in Harley Quinn, they talk about micro dongs and they hit people in the dick with the with, – she hits it with the baseball bat and she like punches Joker. Like there are like, you know, making fun of white people jokes and like privileged white assholes. Like there's a bunch of those. I feel like Mindy pitched it as Harley Quinn but for Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work that way because the audiences are different. Are very different, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the audience. I mean, that wants... I'm still the audience for both of those things, like Scooby Doo yes. and comic books, like DC. But like Scooby Doo is more for kids than DC comics are. Right. Like, you no, know, you're 100 right. The thing is, like, let's say the audience for Scooby. The reason why the audience for Scooby Doo is very different than the audience for because it's uh, been around since 70s. <laughs> well, that, but also, no, no. The major thing is like. There's a like for for Harley Quinn, for example, like you don't 
you don't have to have been a comic fan to watch that show. Oh no, you could have just been like, I like adult a- animation to watch this show. I like yeah. comics. Oh, I can watch Batman's this show. in it. Cool. I can watch. Like, I'm a fan of DC movies. I can watch this. With Scooby Doo, was like, oh, I'm a fan of Scooby Doo. There is no other outlet to get you into Scooby Doo besides Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? Like, that's only how that works. Like, if you're a fan mm-hmm. of Scooby Doo. That's what got you into Velma. There is no other like, and I, I, you know, I read Scooby Doo books. Like, there's no outlet. Like Scooby Doo is Scooby Doo, and this show is not good. So I understand why the 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 rage is there. Mm-hmm. But we can be wrong, and this could be fucking smash it in, like next fucking yeah. three episodes. The, the next couple episodes could easily like turn the tables, and it's like, oh, you know, these first two episodes, maybe even the third episode, like they suck, but. If you can make it through these other episodes, slap unconditionally, like yeah, and I I'm ready to believe it because like yeah, I, I like I, I said I, I like the cast. I think the cast can pull hard. Which, it's just like, are the writers going to be able to keep up? I know, I know. So, so let's, let's get jump out of here, though. Let's yes. get out of here. Let's get so some let's, good news. Let's do good so, stuff first. I don't want to talk about bleeding cool right now. <laughs> I got that last because I got the second to last actually. Um, so the new Spider-Man 2099 series coming out called Spider-Man Dark Genesis. Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis is coming out. Uh, it's a sequel to Spider-Man 2099 Exodus. Um, in this series, Spider-Man uh, Miguel will have to team up with Punisher, um, Daredevil. Spider Woman, who was introduced, uh, Spider Man, Spider Woman twenty ninety nine, which was introduced at the end of Spider Man Exodus twenty ninety nine, and now a new creation for the 2099 universe, which is Blade, um, and Venom, I guess, because if you've seen yeah. the covers, all the covers are out. They it's, are. It's going to be a five issue weekly series. Yes, and they are going out. Boom, boom, boom. Mar- April. Yeah, and it's done. It's done by Steve Orlando. Yes, and it yeah. is a sequel, and now. Uh, Miguel has teamed up with these guys in New Haven, New York, uh, going against Carnage. Rock and roll. So now, I, I read that it was the first appearance of Carnage twenty ninety nine, but isn't that not true? Nope. This first, this is the first Carnage twenty ninety nine and first Blade twenty ninety nine. I mean, didn't the Le- <laughs> didn't the Lego game do that? Mm. Didn't Lego uh, Superheroes two do like a kind of twenty ninety nine Carnage? They probably could have, but they don't count that I think as. They did Carnage Venom as a thing. They, I don't know because I don't know if they did um if they did that, but they don't count uh what you call it. They don't count the game as the first appearance. <laughs> hey. Yeah, oh, in twenty ninety nine. They fuse Venom and Carnage together and make like Carnum or some shit, and it's like a twenty ninety nine um boss fight. Oh, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I know so this is I know this is Blade. I know this is Blades first twenty ninety nine. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah. So after uh yeah, so I'm excited. Um. Go out and buy Exodus, and then go read this when it comes out. Oh, 100%. This 2099 is always slaps. Yes. Uh, next up, I'll do my 5G stuff, so we can talk about trailers and the big news at the end. I was right about something. <laughs> uh, to my own home. The James Born. is right section. Yeah. So, uh, since last Thursday, Bleeding Cool has been putting out what they call the 5G files, which is all the news that was supposed to, all the storylines that were supposed to come out from 5G, and some of them are all, fantastic. All the stuff they're making up. Yeah. So, well, no. Some of it was like we kind of knew that was kind of you can kind of infer from other stuff that was happening and other stories that were leading up to 5G mm-hmm. and stuff like that and kind of the rumors and some of the stuff that some of the books that came out afterwards you can be like that makes sense and this yeah, like makes I sense. Am Batman and you well, are a floor one right, woman. So like... well, like the 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 two base examples of the 5G universe and like things they didn't change even with it not happening was um, not even character interaction was Superman, the book Superman and the Authority. 
So in Superman the Authority, all of a sudden, like in the opening of that book, Clark is with JFK in the 60s. And now he has gray hair and he talks about him losing power and stuff. And he's like forming the authority. And none of that makes sense in canon at all. Mm. Like he's, he doesn't have gray hair. He doesn't have a new suit. Like there's no reason for him to yeah, form the authority. Yeah, that's why they put it out for Black Label. <laughs> well, it's canon actually because it leads into the War War Saga. Wait, um, does it? Yes, it does. Yeah, well, now he's back and he's like a fresh baby boy. And he's like, no great temples, no, no Dilf Superman, which I mean, you could always just put it together that like, um, it was a uh, an artist interpretation, like he well, was drawn with like they, you know, the Kingdom Come, like well, they know. say like he's because of, of time, he was like getting weaker and stuff like that, and then the being on World World, it was like what pushed him over, yeah, sure. um, which is fine, but. One of the big things is that um, the other book that was uh, an actual 5G book uh, is Swamp Thing by Ram V. That's an actual 5G book. They didn't change anything. Well, yeah, he was working on it for Future State, and then like they liked it so much, and now no, like, vice versa. Re- this was at- crisis. Well, no. Uh, so what is it? So yeah, vice green, very so cool vi- that, uh, yeah. So so vice versa. What they did was this: the Swamp Thing series was started off first. And then they were like, don't can it. They, they did Future State and then kept the story the same. Yeah, because they liked it. Yeah, so they were like, we're not going to change anything you're doing. Because like, it doesn't uproot, pun intended. It doesn't uproot yeah. anything. Like, oh man, Alec isn't the only Swamp Thing anymore. Sure. Okay. Sure. That, that's fine. We've seen other people like, that are part Alec of the is trees. kind of like a dickhead sometimes. So giving him like a, like a, like a sidekick of sorts. It's like, mm-hmm. cool, okay, whatever. I mean, they don't interact as much as they should, but right. it's still cool. So, and plus, then means you can give a younger Swamp Thing, like because when you're reading Dark Crisis, I'll only talk a little bit. Um, yeah, go ahead. John, John, and Levi like have like a nice little moment where they do a cool team up thing, and it's like, so Levi could easily be on John's Justice League for sure. Oh, right. Like, yeah, it could be like I, I like that kind of like you know, and Doctor Fate um, have Khalid be there. Like, it's cool to have like this new younger generation of heroes that isn't just all the robins you know oh and another 5g book that came out that was kind of looted but ended up being elton continuity now was um batman the detective and this is all according to only like bleeding cool thing like batman the detective comes from a storyline where um detective is that the uh tom king one tom taylor one yeah 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 Yeah. i get the two confused all the time when i'm talking um Mm. but yeah so that's the one where he's in europe so some of the storylines that were supposed to, supposedly supposed to come out of 5G, and you let me know what you think about these. So, the Joker War was supposed to be Joker War was supposed to be called Batman Joker Final Conflict. Pass. Um, and at the end, when after Bane had killed Alfred, uh, Batman Joker was going to go to Batman and go, "Hey, if you let me go, I'll kill Bane for you." And Batman says yes. Okay, I don't necessarily hate that, but Batman would never say that. Right. So okay. We'll get, like, we'll... I, I like the idea that even Joker's like, yo, fuck this guy. He killed your dude. I'll get him. But Batman would never condone that. Like, ever. So, he didn't okay, even so... let Harley kill Joker, even though Harley's totally justified in doing so. Right. So I want to read off some of the story. I just want to see your reaction to these because I like this part. I haven't read it yet. I have it saved this in my was, phone, okay. but I haven't read it yet. She told me awesome. To. Okay. So the, the next part. Um, oh, I'm doing this in order because I like the – the the way they did this in chapters because they're it's like they made it like a file they're like five second reads um so one of them is oh so john john going to the future during legion 
was about the the thing that happened is um he learns about a uh the earth being destroyed and it's because Superman is the one who destroys the earth. Sure. Um and then he goes back to the present. And then of course his, his identity being revealed, whatever. Yeah, the truth. We got that with Bendis already. Yeah. Um the third one. I'll skip the fifth third one. That was whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, originally, so metal was not death metal was not supposed to be called metal. Uh, death metal it's called be it was supposed to be called death metal dark crisis, and that's why it was mm-hmm. uh, changed. Um, and at the mm-hmm. end of it, it was supposed to lead to an event called changing of the guard. Ooh, and at the, the end of that, but and at the end of death metal dark crisis, you would have seen the timeline shift upwards, um, which explains at the end of death metal, like Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman, like the older version of her in a suit and her being in the, the six, uh, a founding member of the Justice society. Sure. Um, so yeah, the next event would be called changing of the guard. And in changing the guard, which would have been, uh, changing the guard would, uh, I'll, I'll skip to that. Cause they, they, they do this in weird order. Chapter five, which would have been called the last days of Batman would have been an in-house. I, like Bat- I so do I actually, I like the name. So this is what the event would have been according to bleeding cool. Batman is forced to re- uh, forced into retirement mm-hmm. um, because now he's old because of the whole timeline being shifted up thing. Sure, um, but also he's mad about his decision by letting Joker kill kill ba- uh, kill Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, he then decides to retire to Europe. Oh, and that's the detective. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and, da- and Damien goes off to become the head of League of Assassins. Oh, that's dumb. I think Damien should be Batman. Period. So do I. So I'm going to get to the next part. I, I'm like, I'm glad you're with me on this. Like, and this was even before reading that Son of Batman, a book where Batman gets killed by Joker and then Damien takes over as Batman, like that weird four issue series. Like, before I read that, I always thought Damien should be Batman only because Damien, besides being the actual son of Batman, like, he grows up knowing. Like, he grows, his first 10 years are, I'm an assassin. His next 10 years are essentially reform years. And by the time he's 20, 25, if he ever got to take over the mantle, he'd be ready to take it over because he'd right. learn everything. He knows how to, he knows when to kill. He knows when to hold back. Like, I know Batman doesn't kill, but Damien, you know who you got to get rid of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the next event is called Last Days of Superman. They would have ran parallel to Last Days of Batman. Okay. Okay, now I kind of don't like it, but sure. So, again, because everyone's aged up, Superman's older now and is losing his powers, and him and Lois are going to retire to Africa. Okay. Uh, Africa. I don't know. <laughs> they don't tell All you. All right, sure. Because, <laughs> you know, retiring to Smallville isn't a possibility <laughs> in this world. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, he's uh, he's discovering his powers are fading, and he would have been passing this role of Superman onto his son, which is fine. That makes sense. Happening, it kind of happened in after. <coughs> yep. <coughs> Sorry. I swallowed well, wrong. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then um, Clark is now his powers are fading, and he decides to move to Africa with Lois. And then, is there a reason why Africa? Nope. But I just assumed that they were like, I guess we're just gonna move everyone. Into a, they're moving everyone out a of different America. continent. 
Yeah, they're like, let's move Batman to Europe, and Africa's go- uh, Superman's going to Africa. Does Flash go to Russia? Like, so by the way, I will tell you at the end of this what happens. To, like, I'll, I'll tell you something at the end of this. Okay, keep that in mind. By the way, the, the Flash thing. Oh, okay. So I, I, I guess something fun about the Flash. So <laughs> the next chapter is called the next book would have been uh, called the New Superman. I thought you were going to say the last days of Wonder Woman. <laughs> I would have fucking shot myself. Um, so it have been called the New Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been um, John trying to figure out what's going on with the uh, the legend, uh, the myth of uh, that he learned um, in the Legion era. He would have been dating Jenny Quantum from uh, Stormwatch and the Authority Who's books. Jenny Quantum? Oh, Jenny Sparks. Jenny Sparks. She is the adopted daughter of... Yeah, she's the adopted daughter of Manchester Black. No, uh, Jenny. Okay. No, she is the adopted daughter of. Oh no, she's Sparks. So she's before. She's before Quantum. Um, well, Jenny's British, and then the the thing they yeah. have is a Jenny Sparks mini uh, one shot, and it looks like Manchester Black. That's no, she is. She's the embodiment. Uh, so she is a like millennial baby. She has the powers of whatever the, the millennial is. Millennium is, and so she has like these powers over electricity. Um, sure. and these other amazing weird powers. It's from the Wild Storm slash Authority universe back in the day, and it's because yeah. they folded them in. So she would have been dating. Uh, they would have been dating, and then she would have betrayed him and joined her father's authority team. Oh, Tara! They're just doing a Tara character again, right? Okay. Kind sure. of. Um, except without the Deathstroke rape. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And she and uh, so yeah, she would have dated them, and then she later on there's a thing. So yeah, it's just John doing John Superman things. John, doing... John being straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know, right? In the parallel universe. We had straight John. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, then you have the next one is called the New Batman, in which Luke uh, Luke Fox became the correct, Batman. The correct that should be right. As much as I think Jace is fine as a character by himself, you had Luke right there. I know. So Luke would have been Batman. Why should go around him? <laughs> so Luke would have been Batman. Bruce would have been at this time dismantling Batman Incorporated from across the world. That's why he left. It? Yeah. That's why he left when he left uh, Batman. Like, there should be no Batman. Right. That was just kind of his thing. Uh, so Dark Knight Returns. Sure. Yeah. He is le- we're all leading up to that. Right, and he would have been the series would have been may, may have been called Batman or New Batman, and he um that's just Luke being over taking over for Batman after yeah. there is no Batman in um what you call it um Gotham. Uh-huh. Then it would have been Batman versus Robin, okay. which would have been would've Luke been versus like, Damien. Yeah, Damien, like versus... you shouldn't be Batman, and he's right? Like, but I am right, but also this doesn't make sense because. Why isn't Damien or Dick or any of the people like in the Batman family going? Why is Luke Batman? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't get it. So that would have been just Damien versus. It would have been just Damien versus Luke. Um, and then they would have learned to. Oh, and then John would have shown up because John's like, I'm not taking Damien's side here. He's wrong, and that's how yeah, Luke and Damien's John like were my friends. Right now. Yeah. Um, they were to introduce Tamara Fox as Robin, the the other sister. She used to date Red Robin in his own series back in the day. Sure. That's whatever. That was all that was. Uh-huh. Um, then the new Justice League book, spinning out of Batman vs. Robin, would have been called the Justice Alliance. I don't like that. Uh, 
JSA, just do America. Who cares? Yeah, so it was called Justice Alliance. The, the yeah, I was thinking about what they're going to call the new Justice League. Because, I mean, spoilers for our topic in 20 minutes. There's no Justice League, so, like, they're going to change it around a little bit. Like I'll, t- I'll spoil it at the end of the episode. Oh, you have, like, an answer? Yes, I do. Okay. it's. I think it should just be the Justice Society, but that's just me. So... You at spinning out of um, Batman vs. Robin, you have World's Finest slash Justice Alliance, which would have been like after John and Luke teamed up to fight against evil Damien, uh, they would have teamed up to form their own Justice, Justice League, which would have been Yarrow Floor, Joe Mulligan, the new Flash, which was the girl Bolt in the uh, Teen Titans Academy book. Oh, um, yeah. She's the she would have been the, the Flash. Uh, she's the one with the legs, right? Yeah, and she would have actually been Captain Boomerang's daughter. Uh, see that—that's one of the things I do like. Yeah, like, not not that idea of the team, just like of that character. Like when when there were rumors about that character being Boomerang's kid, I was like, "That's a cool idea." Yeah, and you like would... having like the reformed, like the kid of the of the villain, you know? I yeah, like and then and maybe Aqualad. They don't tell like, you really. Yeah, like with Sinestro's kid, I forget what her name is. I like it when she shows up and she's a good guy. Tool or whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that would have been the Justice Alliance. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's just too fucking funny. And then you would have had Batman on trial. The trial of Batman. Or sorry, the trial god, of Bruce so Wayne. So many fucking Batman books. He's in Europe. Leave him alone. Well, it would have been retired like... three books ago. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> the trial of Bruce Wayne would have happened later, which would have shown like they would have done a like, Civil War story, era story, which Batman it would have been Bruce Wayne coming back to Gotham after Joker has come back and told everyone that Batman allowed him to kill Bane and that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Um, got him, I guess. And then everyone would have come back to to uh, Gotham and been like, "Oh well, he was right for doing it. And he's not you, right." You and know what story we got that in? Batman: Curse of the White Knight, where Jack yeah. Napier is like, "I'm going to expose you," and Bruce is like, "Don't." And then yeah, in exactly. Volume Two, Joker's like exposing him slowly but surely. I'm like, I. Yeah, and then it would have been Batman versus Batman, um, and the uh, Bruce and the Justice Alliance standing against him. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but the, but they'd make a 50-year-old Batman win. Yeah, I know, right? Because he's Batman. Um, then you would have had Superman versus Superman. Why? Um, it's John. Conflict. Superman, uh, John is straight and Clark wants him to be gay. Like, um, uh, Clark has been secretly building a, a team called the Authority. And John's like. Why is he evil? Well, it's not evil. It's just John's like, why are you doing this? You're supposed to be retired. And, and the, the authority are more like um, uh, just like extreme or like the authority like they used to be or like, um, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, Manchester Black's team. Yeah. Um, and then we've been then them mm-hmm. versus um, what you call it? The, them versus the Justice Alliance. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I don't have any feelings towards making Superman. I hate evil Superman. I think it's dumb. Well, he's not evil. He's just been more no, angry. But like, yeah. But that's dumb. I know. So do I. I think it's dumb too. <laughs> like, I, I want Clark to just, like, be old and give people pie. And then there will be oh, uh, Superman, Batman against the DC Universe, which would have been Batman, Bruce and Clark um, fighting against, <sighs> against the Legion. Uh, that's just the Alliance. As the what happened in the Legion future is about to happen, he gets overpowered and exposed by alien nonsense, and is about to destroy all life on Earth. Um, it ends with Bruce sacrificing his life to kill Clark. Um, yeah, and 
Yeah, and so Batman and Superman are dead, and yeah, they're gonna kill both. Of the, uh-huh. Sure, that's, that's definitely how, gonna happen. That's how it would work. And then they, I love how they. I would added, stop reading comics six events ago. Uh, they do go. Oh well, this uh, a stupid joke. Like I think is I think it's dumb. But I'll get to uh, the next. Um, I'll skip chapter seventeen that we talked about about the um, Swamp Thing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to the end, of the actual end of it, it's weird because they they did this kind of wrong. They they tacked on this Green Lantern thing at the end. Um, there would there would have been a new Green Lantern book with the Tangent Green Lantern in charge. She's the 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 one with the the staff. Um, that's like really kind of like a Grim Reaper. Um, and Ooh. she's from the Tangent Universe. She's from Earth Nine. She, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, she's a multiverse character. Okay, whatever, yeah. sure. She would have been the green lead Green Lantern in the book, and the Green Lantern book would have been a horror book. The lead? Yeah, it, it would have been a horror I mean, book. hey, I like horror. That's cool. Yeah, it would have been I'd, a horror re- book. I'd read it. I don't know if I'd like it, but I'd read it. And it would be the start of a new horror line of DC Comics. That would be the only DC comic book I would read at this point, though. You oh. lost me. Like, after the last days of Batman, you lost me. <laughs> I was out. <laughs> like, I'm out. And then, so... Earlier on in the uh, run of the articles, they call a thing called the mm-hmm. big reset, which is like, and if it didn't work, we, they would have found a way to reset it. And then when Batman Superman died, it also reset the DC universe. I'm like, that's all lies. <laughs> that's um, that's just a way for Bleeding Cool to be like, no, we fixed it though. Don't yeah, worry. So, if you don't like our fan theories, we fixed it just in case. So how much of this do you think? So I have my own theory. So how is that, much is of, that it? That's it. That's oh, it. What about the Flash? So going back to what you say about the Flash, they don't talk about anyone else but Batman and Superman. This entire fucking five G like like article essay well, because they do. nobody cares about anyone else. Well, besides no, them. I think, and this goes back to my theory about this art, the, these five G file leaking, and why I spent like ten minutes talking about. It, I really think mm-hmm. some of it's cool and some of it's complete horseshit. Is that mm-hmm. some of it might have been true things in the early, early, early development stages? Like the first three things you talked about were like kind of cool. Right, and then really? after that, it just became stupid. Like up to like last days of Batman and Superman, like, that all made sense, like except for them retiring to Africa, which I don't understand. That just makes me think far. Dan DiDio hates comic books. Well, he does. We've been because like this. he was like, "We're gonna make all these characters suck," and I'm like, "Why?" And then like so, I some of this like everything I think up till even the trial of Batman makes sense to me. Except for the the Batman allowing Joker I mean, to kill anything, that's stupid. yeah. I mean, I like the idea of the trial of Batman, but unless you're putting Batman on trial for destruction of property, which they did in Batman White Knight, you're yeah. not literally talking about anything like Batman. No, he has a code. Like yeah. even if he kills people or whatever, or like doesn't or doesn't use guns, like Batman, Injustice is the perfect example. Despite how bad the suit is. <laughs> and how bad some of the art is because it had to come out weekly. The Injustice storyline for Batman, where he's like, look, Clark, I know my worst enemy literally killed your whole family, but he's got to go to jail. And Superman's like, are you, like, fucking stupid? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to punch a hole in him. And Batman's like, we're not friends anymore. That's Batman. Like, yeah, exactly. Even if it means being stupid. Like betraying your friends for justice. That's what Batman would do. So Batman would never allow this to happen. So while the the name Trial of Bruce Wayne or Trial of Batman is cool, it's just Batman R.I.P. or Batman Most Wanted again or whatever it was called. Batman Bruce Wayne Fugitive? Like Yeah. Okay, what what else can you pit pit on Bruce Wayne? Like what did he do? Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. really I'm, I'm do. down for this horror tangent Green Lantern thing. I'm looking at the character design. Oh, okay. I, I, I'd read that one for sure. I've read it before. It's really cool. 
Yeah, I would like that Green Lantern horror book. They should do that for Black Label. Fuck it. Yeah, I know, right? That'd like, be cool. So bring it back. Just make it a Black like, Label. She doesn't need to be the main character. I don't know why the fuck she would be, but I mean, I'm down for that idea. That's a cool one. Yeah, no, that one is like one of the ones I really did like. Um, but no, it was. It's funny to like go through this, and I was like, some of this sounds like you made it up. Like, I think like some of the, like two of the articles. One talking about like the um, what's it called about like the swamp thing and and Superman Authority being layovers from that like and Batman Detective like cool that's fine, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then like one of them's like, like literally killing Superman and Batman like like you're not going to do that like you know they would have never done that like I like they, they've done it before but they didn't really like the death of Superman was what. 93 and it was 93 it's a year because they had because because legally they had to fill time because they couldn't do the bat the wedding of superman lois yeah and then what, what did they kill batman for they sent them back in time with the batman time RP. or whatever but like how long was batman r.i.p before batman was running around in the present in the, in the past trying to get back to the future like uh, two years oh no uh batman return of bruce wayne yeah it was like two years See, that's like that's like too long. Like Wolverine was dead for longer than that, but then we had Old Man Logan. In I mean, his, in his to stead. be fair, death in comic books only depends on how long it is. Like we think of it because the series are monthly, um, at a long time. But like again, you have to look at things. Like and I'll jump editorially, to Superman's been dead for like five scripts, <laughs> right? Like, it, it's nothing. But like if you think about it in 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 comic book in, in real world, two years is twenty. Yeah, not issues. counting delays, yeah, it's right? Twenty four issues. Twenty four issues is nothing. It's nothing. Like, really, w- is nothing. Williamson's, Williamson's Flash book and Tom King's Batman book went on for like a hundred issues, right? Like you go and look at things like Colossus in X Men was dead for ten years. Really. 10 human years. What? I don't even he remember died. that. <laughs> he died during Legacy Virus, and then he yeah. woke up. Uh, then they, he was back in um, Josh Whedon's Astonishing X-Men. It was 10 years. Wow. Yeah. He was dead for 10 sol- – it was wild. So when people were like, oh, well, we're bringing back a character at the time, and everyone's like, oh, Jean Grey. And they're like, no, Colossus. I'm like, whoa, fuck. People were like – Oh, we're doing him again? <laughs> Whoa, I forgot he died. <laughs> like, yeah, that's wild, man. So yeah, he was dead for 10 years in comics. Like, So there are certain things, like, it, it makes sense, you know what I mean? But like, you're not going to kill off your bread and butter. You're not. Okay. You're not. You're not at all. Like, it's very much like it's a dumb move. You know, some of this, like, I really think some of this really makes sense in the sense of, like, the, like, the, oh, the story about it being death metal being named dark crisis. That's whatever. I think that's made up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I do think like the, the, yeah, the, Scott, the I feel like Scott would have talked about it. Yeah. I think he the, does uh, those like little weekly newsletter podcast things. And he talks about his Batman run all the time. Cause people can't stop talking about it. Sure. And it's just like, he never once mentions, I mean, maybe he's not allowed. Maybe after this, he can, so I'll keep you guys updated on if he updates his uh, newsletter and says yeah, it was like that. It was correct, but like you know, I don't think that was correct. I don't but think yeah, I, the way he talks about it makes it seem like metal was like his baby and not a dark crisis. Right? Yeah, because like, I think that I think also especially because him and Williamson are like buddies, so like he right. wouldn't step on Williams because Williamson's been planning Dark Crisis for years. There's no way he hasn't been. Right. Exactly. Especially if you look at the stuff that led into Dark Crisis, and we'll talk about it when exactly. we get to our topic. Um, but like. You have like things like that don't make sense. Like I don't think, um, I don't think the the death of Superman, Batman, like I, a lot of the anything past like 
Batman Superman retiring, I think were like early stage format stories. Dude, right when they were like, Damien's a bad guy, I was like, pass. Yeah, like, again, it would have made sense, especially a lot of that stuff doesn't make it like Damien wouldn't become a bad guy after, if Batman was to be like, retired. Yes, I understand if like, Damien would, ha- would be upset, but he wouldn't become a villain. No, I don't think he would become a, like, if, I think he would have been a villain if, while Batman was still active at, like, Bruce was still active as Batman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, well, I lost a grandfather because you're an idiot, and then you allow the Joker, one of our greatest enemies, to kill Who's the man. killed one of your sons already. Yeah, <laughs> to go out there and kill the man that I should have killed. And allow him to have that satisfaction, and you still let him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I get Damien being mad and being the head of the League of Assassins and becoming a, vi- a villain if Batman, if Bruce was still Batman in the story, or even Dick going, mm-hmm. well, Bruce had the means and blah, blah, and trying to like make, the, if you aged him up and Dick was Batman, and Damien was like, well, you sided with Father, and this is why we're against each other in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind that. I just don't think Luke Fox or Tamara being Batman or Robin make any sense. At all. Yeah, I don't know where these people are coming from. It's you know, that shit right there. John being Superman, if Superman got older and retired to Africa, sure. I don't know why Africa, but sure. I believe yeah, that. Sure, Africa. I The only thing I don't believe is the Afri- Africa part of the story. Him getting old and retiring, I believe that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be against it. Him dating Jenny Sparks, I think it's cool. I think him going after... Sorry, I just got to the Dark Styles part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um... Him, you know, dating Jenny and then her being part of Superman's authority secretly the entire time. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but some of this, like everything, like the trial of Batman, I think is stupid. I think Batman, Superman, destroy uh, uh, against the DC universe is stupid. I'm like, y- you wouldn't have these two big, no one's going to beat the two of them. No. No one. If you have Batman telling Superman what to do and Superman doesn't care, unstoppable. Right. And especially if you look at like, and you know, it wouldn't just be the two of them. It would be some old school heavy hitters and some young bloods that all like take their side. And you're telling me freaking John can't just fly through Batman. Go home. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. And like, and, and Batman's going to save, sacrifice himself to save, to kill Superman. Like that's stupid. Why are they fighting each other? I thought they were teammates. No, they weren't. They're not going to fight each other. Superman gets so overpowered by some alien technology nonsense that he's going to, like, kill everyone. He's going to destroy the Earth with his powers. It was the the thing that the Legion in the 31st century foresaw. The saw happened, like, but then there wouldn't be a Legion because there'd be no Earth. Because there'd be no United Federation. Go stop it. Yeah, United Planets. Like, Oh, That's what Booster Gold is here for, baby. I'm protecting the sacred timeline. Well, apparently, yeah. uh, Booster Gold's ancestors dating um, uh, Jay West. So that's funny. Good for them. You know, it's the 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 amalgamation of Booster Gold and and Blue Beetle, the Blue Beetle, the Gold Beetle. Oh yeah, that's cool. She's dating Jay, um, Jai, Jai Bear, uh, Wally's daughter, uh, Wally's son, in the future. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like it's that. it's gonna come up in um flash yeah. uh flash uh one minute war special. Yeah, I think that one minute war is gonna be like uh, it's gonna be stupid. No, I think it's so unique. I think it's such not like oh Michael Tanzer about to go on. I think it's a, such a unique concept for the flash. Well no, while that makes sense for a flash comic, like yeah. making it an event essentially and oh, calling it like the one minute war, I'm sitting there like Who's this going to affect besides the Flash? 
Well, that's what it is. It's, it's not literally meant- a minute. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not an event in the sense of like the reason why they're calling it the one minute war is that's that's the storyline. That's what the storyline's called. Just like yeah, but they're hyping it up like it's an event. It's not. Do not believe that it. it's an event. It's not an okay. event. There's no tie-ins. It just is the storyline of the Flash currently. Oh, okay. it's like Force Quest. More, it's the name more believable then. Yeah, the it's called Force Quest. It's just called the the name of the, the event is called One Minute War. Yeah, you know, but it's it's gonna be a big storyline for the Flash. That's all it is. I mean, it's a big storyline for Wally West. Yes, uh, I'm a Barry Allen guy. Barry's in it, and Iris dies. D- d- stupid. You know why, well, she, she's why not, is why is Barry not Allen got to be Peter Parker? He's not dead. I'm just I'm just fucking with people because if you just read the first issue by itself and don't realize it takes place in like she's not dead, it, she's frozen in time. She's uh, dying, maybe. She's, yeah, and then once the war's over, they're gonna fix her. And she'll be fine. We'll see. You know, they're not gonna kill off Iris. I, I haven't like right when Barry Allen's like I'm not a Wally hater. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Right when Barry Allen stopped being the main Flash, I was like. I'm good. Think about. All right. So yeah. before this episode gets on too long, uh, we have three, uh, three th- real quick things. Uh, Mando trailer. You want to ca- cover it? Yeah. So the Mando trailer is mostly just a glorified teaser trailer. Shows off what's going to be happening in the third season of the Mandalorian. He's going to Coruscant, meeting up with some Mandalorians, hanging out with um the guy from Kim's Convenience and Grief Karga, and just figuring out what's going on with Grogu and how to become a better Mandalorian. That's the whole storyline. They're teasing up this thing where um, the Kim's Convenience guy, I think his name is like Paz, Pan something. He is um, not the actor, the character. He's um, he's telling Mando, like, you know, there's something big coming. And by the time you figure out what it is, it's going to be too late for you to, like, be helpful. So you need to fix your shit and stop caring about this whole Mandalorian Creed thing and go help your friends. Fair. That's kind of like what he's talking about. And a lot of people are teeing up that they're doing the heir to the Empire with Thrawn leading into Ahsoka. Right. So they're they're basically saying that Mando Season 3, while continues Din Djarin and Grogu's journey, is going to be a big springboard for Ahsoka, which comes out basically right after it. And while that makes sense, because that's exactly what Book of Boba Fett did, where Book of Boba Fett was a springboard out of Mando Season 2, and then Man- and then Book of Boba was a springboard in Season 3, I'm fine with all these things connecting, including Skeleton Crew, which is supposed to be coming out, and supposed to be tied to the Mando timeline. Fair. So, I'm down for this. Give me more nonsense. Give me more, like, just <sighs> Star Wars. That's fair. Bad Batch is good right now, so I'm eating up. I'm eating good. That's fair. Uh, you want to talk about the Power Rangers trailer? Yeah, so today came out the anniversary trailer for Mighty Muffin Power Rangers Once and Always. And this is different from the Cosmic, Lightning Fury yeah, thing, right? From Cosmic Fury, yes. It is very different. It's a, a special that's coming out April 19th. Now, does it take place before, after, during its own thing? Like, I know that they're older, and I know that a couple older characters like Johnny Young Bosch and it's David Rios, Okay, it's so it's like around the same time. That's cool. Yeah, so it's set in it's cur- it's going to be set currently. It's thirty years celebrating thirty years of Power Rangers. Um, not much is really known about it. The uh, the trailer was the, like a uh, mix between the behind the scenes and the act. Some of the character actors you'll see in there. Mm-hmm. Um, FYI, the the you'll see the Green Ranger in the behind the scenes footage is not to- is not JVF. He actually was asked to come on to it and he declined to join um, the special. And then sadly. Oh, he had stuff life. going on right beforehand, and then, and then yeah. sadly took his own life. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, it's cool. Like behind the scenes, you see things like the Radbug Two. Like you see 
um, Aisha and Adam with an SPA uniform and not an SPD uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool. And um, yeah, it was really fun. Check it out. It's coming out April 19th. It is a special. Um, is it, it is tied to Cosmic Fury, but it, it, you can watch it on its own if you are not up to date with Power Rangers. Yeah, man, I'm excited. That's really cool. It's airing on a Wednesday morning. Well, that's because it's like Netflix. Netflix. Where they're like, just I, will, it. I will be watching I, I it on Wednesday. Sh- I think, doesn't the show come out that Friday, though? I think Cosmic Fury drops that Friday. Yeah, so they're probably like, we got to get this out first. <laughs> so I may, uh, I may, I may not watch it until the Sunday of and just do a watch party. Yeah, just do a big old binge, and then we can talk about uh, one or both, uh, depending on if I finish them. Because I'm definitely watching the sh- the move the special. Yeah, I'm watching. I don't know if I'll be able to watch the show all at once, but I'll be able to watch the special because it's just a movie. Oh yeah, essentially, it'll probably be like 50 minutes, or even if if it's a full movie, that'd be tight. But yeah, we'll see. I think it might be like maybe an hour and a half. Okay, that's not bad. No, that's not all bad. And that is it for the news. Yeah, just one tiny thing of news, and it's spoilers for this week's comic book issues. So if you you don't want to see spoilers, listen spoilers for uh, Immortal X Men number ten. Jump ahead uh, like ten minutes. Uh, skip ahead. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to full me. I'm doing like one quick thing, and we have we're like an hour in the episode. We still got to do a topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you can skip ahead five minutes. Sure. Starting now. I was right. I called that shit a long time ago. Yeah. Xavier is sinister. I, was, I knew I it. In the boat I with you too, man. I knew it. I knew it. That ball motherfucker took off that stupid helmet at the end of issue ten. It was a red diamond on it. Sinister has been playing that shit since the start of her color. Holy shit! I knew it when he died in X Force that that was going to be a thing. That that was more than just like because they gave Mister Sinister access to all the the mutant genes. Like, yes. why would we not fuck with it? Like immediately, that's his whole thing. Like, oh my god! So I cannot wait for Sinister. Sinister. We are waiting still for the fourth Sinister to be revealed. We well, have one, the third one is Xavier, right? Well, no, 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 no. The third, no, no, because our Nathan is dead now. Okay, current they, current Sinister. Current dead. Sinister is gone. They locked him in the pit at the end of uh, Immortal Ten. Okay. So then it's revealed that. He pretty much body hopped into um, Xavier. Did he body hop, or Con- is it, or was it a sinister? Sin- they don't tell you like ever. They don't tell, they don't tell you. us. Soon. They kind of reveal it slowly, like, "Hey, I've been playing this forever," type of thing. Blah yeah, blah. Yeah, they'll they'll give us a full explanation on Xavier soon, probably. Well, we'll get it in Sinister. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next we'll story is Sinister Sinister for the Immortal X Men stuff. Um. So you have that. So we so far we have in um, X Men Red, we saw Orbs uh, Orbis uh, Solaris is the Sinister of uh, Clubs. Sure. Sinister Clubs. Oh, so, no, sorry, Sinister Spades. The Black Ace. Yeah, he's the Black Ace. The Sinister Spades. Um, you have Doctor Stasis from Jerry Duggan's X Men as the Sinister of Clubs. Dr. You have. Yes, he's he was the he's the lead scientist in Orcus. Um, and then you have oh, uh, it's just the it's just a, I'm looking it up right now. It's just freaking Mister Sister. He didn't look like that. He did. He did. Oh, he I'm seeing. It. I'm seeing it now. He's got like a weird purple outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the newest photo they have is the freaking yeah. sinister of spades or clubs or whatever. Yeah, and then you have um the sinister diamonds, which is our Nathan, which is now Xavier. Um. 
that we don't know who Hearts is, but everyone's been guessing it's Mother Righteous from Legion uh, Legion of X. Well, it's got to be one person in each book, right? Yeah, that's well, of the titles that are tied into. Sinister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. We think it's the fourth Sinister is Mother Righteous. Who's the Who's in Legion of X right now? Uh, Nightcrawler, Juggernaut, Pixie, Legion. It would be cool if it was Juggernaut because then you have both. Um, Sinister, um, Xavier Brothers. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. But Mother Righteous seems like the right. She's wearing. She's the one with the domino mask on. The, yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah, so it she's, could be her. She's got a mask on. She's a little suspicious. And but she's I, think the, ju- I think Juggy would be pretty fun. And she's the one who turned Banshee into the spirit uh, uh, Ignis Voss, which is a mix between Ghost Rider and Banshee. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking like <laughs> cover of issue five. I'm like, who the fuck is this Ghost Rider ass motherfucker? That's I see Banshee. his little yeah, I see his little freaking um tufts. It's gotta be one of those two because everyone else you can see their foreheads. Right. And if it's Nightcrawler, that's just a cop out because he's dead. He's all not the time. because we know he's not because in Sense of Sinister, he's like the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, it's got to be either Madam Whatever or Juggy because I think Juggy would just be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so. he's got another new outfit and he seems to be acting different than he was in his miniseries. So, right. that could just be writing, but at the same time, it's like you could be a little, you know, suspicious. A little suspicious. Sorry, my daughter was eating something off the floor like an apple. Oh, God, what the hell is in your mouth? What the hell is this? Oh, ew. Sorry. It's picking her mouth. Fucking, God damn it. Ugh. It's fine. God damn it, Ronnie. She's happy happy that I'm picking shit. (laughs) Yeah, man. Kids are weird. Guys, that is our episode for news. Let's jump into our topic, guys. This is our first wrap-up since House of Powers. Me and Hunter have been saying it all the time. This is Dark Crisis, which we really should start with the 5G stuff leading into this topic. But I wanted to say the last part. I was right about something. Yeah, I'll go, man. So, Dark Crisis was an event um, written by Justin Williamson, up by Daniel, uh, Daniel Superior. Um, it's awesome. And Alejandro Sanchez. Yes. So, which way about this series? This was an eight-issue miniseries. Um, running from Dark Crisis, um, not counting the free. I don't. I'll get some preludes before that. Um, this was a eight issue miniseries. Um, running from issue one through, oh sorry, one through seven. Um, running from April through December of twenty twenty two. Um, we waited this long to kind of tell it because we wanted people to catch up to it because we didn't want to be like, oh, here by the way, the week after. Mm-hmm. Um. So originally, I'll talk about some of the preludes that really matter to the story. I'm not going to talk about some of the other ones. So if you, mm-hmm. if I skip some stuff and you're like, if this was a Dark Crisis prelude you didn't talk about, you don't need it. Um, so starting back in Justice Incarnate, which was another Justice Williamson book, um, it leads up to the Justice Incarnate team fighting against Injustice I mean, Incarnate. I, I would argue Infinite Frontier as well, but that's just me. Well, you don't need – kind of, sort of. Yeah, you, you don't need, need it, but it, it, it helps for Incarnate mostly. Incarnate right. is good for Dark Crisis, but Infinite Frontier is good for Incarnate. It's, yeah, it's, so really it's, it's – they're, <laughs> they're all – it's part of the trilogy that yeah. Dr. Williamson wrote. So if if you want to go with Hunter, you should read – you definitely should read Infinite Frontier um, 0 through 7. Um, it sets up just incarnate and them fight and them forming about what's going on in the multiverse and the world fighting about the multiverse. It's really a fallout from metal, but also a nice prelude to Dark Crisis. Then you have Dark, just incarnate, 
in which the league is the Justice League uh incarnate are fighting against the Injustice Incarnate. Um, and they find out that the the great darkness is out there. Um, it is the fight between Darkseid trying to get a piece of the dark uh, of the great darkness and trying to bend it to its will. Um, in turn, what ends up happening, um, the Great Darkness is released, and which leads into the prelude Justice League 75, aka the death of the Justice League, in which both those comics collide finally, in which the Justice League and Justice League Incarnate team up to fight against the Great Darkness, who is Pariah, um, and his minions uh, that are controlled by the Great Darkness, and the Justice League is then killed. That leads directly into... Dark Crisis number one. Um, this is going to other... be a hell of an omnibus if they include Frontier Incarnate. They won't include in Frontier Incarnate. They'll only include maybe Incarnate. They'll probably do Justice League, Free uh, Free Comic Book Day, Road to Crisis, and then all the spin-off. All the, uh... Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be all the, about the Omni, the big hardcover chunk. Yeah, the Omni. Yeah, the omnibus would probably be one through seven. Um, all the tie-ins and preludes. It's yeah. minusing. Um. In front of Frontier. I, I would like to... Incarnate would be in there. You think so? I think Incarnate would be in there. Well, if you're going to put Incarnate in there, you should put in for Frontier. It's too far It's too far apart in time. Because one's, one's a fallout of metal. You might as well include metal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not really a fallout of metal. No, it's a direct fallout from metal. That's when Wonder Woman's going through time well, and space. also Generations and Future State. It's not just the one. It's everything. They would just include the page from Darth Knight, Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, no. That's... And the pages from Dark Knight's Metal Generations and Future State. Yeah, they're not going to. Include... The, the, you'd be surprised if they put in these omnibuses. I have like three anyway, omnibuses let's now. Go back into uh, where are we at? You said you just finished up Road to Dark Crisis. Yep. So we're announcing Dark Crisis. Road to Dark Crisis was really kind of a, a series of like stories that kind of led into Dark Crisis. One being Aquaman Six, um, which said, "Oh, Arthur's dead. What should we do now?" Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, so that's really that one. Going from there, we go right into Dark Crisis, in which Dick Grayson holds a funeral for all the heroes. Um, you have John. Uh, Road to Dark Crisis was a free comic book day book. That will be included probably in an omnibus, which is just John and Dick Grayson hanging out, talking about, hey, John, don't worry. Everyone's going to be okay. We've done this before. Hell, I was at your dad's funeral when I was a kid. And John going, we should form a Justice League. Uh, and Dick saying, no, stop it. Stop being an idiot. Dude, for real? Yeah, and then Black Adam, um, The Flash, Wally West, explaining, like, hey, I don't know where Barry's been. No one keeps, no one tells me anything. Mm -hmm. And then Black Adam showing up going, hey, just leave dead. Um, so with that, we leave directly into issue one of Dark Crisis, in which there is a massive funeral being held, everything through the POV of Dick Grayson, as he gathers all the heroes at Titan's Tower to talk about the loss of the Justice League. John... Uh, when I say John, I mean uh, Jonathan Kent, going, hey, we should really form a new Justice League because the world's going to need one. And from there, you go forward. Um, John is off trying to recruit a new team. Black Adam tells him he's stupid for doing so. And Dick is like, well, I'm going to train all these kids and keep them here at Titan's Tower as a beacon, to, uh, as a home to go to if they need it. Um, we then lead into issue two. Um, and I want to make sure I, I, there's a big thing that happens. I want to make sure that the big thing that happens is not issue two. Um, I think it's issue one. I really do think it's issue one. Holy shit. Uh, I think it's issue one. Oh yeah, I was right. <laughs> I was right. Cool. It was issue one. So 
Um, in this one, you also have like John going around trying to recruit a Justice League and tell everyone pretty much telling him to go f himself. Um, and then there is a uh, big fight at Titan's Tower in which not even a big fight. There's a fight at Titan's Tower in which Beast Boy is shot in the face. Yeah, but he's fine. That's how issue one ends. Issue two is then the fight at Titan's Tower. Um, in issue they one, fight in front of Titan's Tower for like all seven issues. I know. So there is. Also, in issue one, Hal Jordan's come back from space after doing some space stuff and going, hey, where is everybody? And they're like, oh, Justice League's dead. Go up in space. This is issue one's really a nice setup as they're trying to explore what to do with the um, heroes. Um, kind of like, hey, we sh- there are a split team. There are the ones like Hal is like, hey, we could go after Pariah. He must be weak. We're going to find him. So he takes he goes up in space with a couple people. John wants to form a Justice League, and Dick's like, we shouldn't do any of this. Everything worked out fine. Um, and by the way, the one that's right is Dick. Um, Dick's always right. Dick's always right. No <laughs> matter how big or small, Dick is always right. Yeah. Um, so we move on to issue two, in which the fight at Titan's Tower starts and commences. And like Hunter said, it's pretty much the entire series at this point. Hell's up yeah, in space. Like all the bad guys show up and all the good guys show up and they're like, yeah. Titan's Towers are battlefield. Like, right. Okay. So in the fight of Titan's Tower, um, you have sorry, you have um Deathstroke versus Nightwing. Um That's a cool legacy fight. Which is an awesome fight. By the way, you find out in issue one that Pariah wants to recreate the multiverse. He wants to get his planet back because he's still like, I fucked it up and I suck and I want it back. And he's he he's under the control of the Great Darkness. Yeah, which is all from like metal nonsense. Which is actually from Swamp Thing. Um, the Great Darkness is like a, a villain that was supposed to be in Legion, and then um, he's like really a Swamp Thing villain. He's like the pari- He's a he's like Null, the Primordial Darkness. Mm. Um, and they're all on Multiverse Two. Um. It's Nightwing versus Deathstroke. Um, Deathstroke is about to kill Nightwing, and then John Kent shows up and is like, hey, I got you, buddy. Um, and then Deathstroke goes, I got you, by sending Cyborg Superman after him, and Cyborg Superman is fighting against... And he goes, um, you're not my dad, and I'm like, yeah, obviously he's not. Like, Yeah, and beats the, the l- beats the living hell out of him. By the mm-hmm. way, uh, uh, jump back to issue one. Jonathan Kent gets a new fun Justice League after getting told F you by a bunch of big, strong oh, yeah. people. And he, gets team- like a, he gets like a pretty baller team, though. No, his team's awful. It's Damien, Supergirl, doc, uh, Female Dr. Light, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, um, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, Holly Quinn, Killer Frost, Aqua Lad, and Frankenstein. And then Those are all, that's a pretty good team, all things considered. And then Black Adam goes, well, he could have had other characters, but they told him to go F himself. In fact, one of my favorite well, lines in the book was when you're like, there's two favorite lines. And I love when he goes to Yara Floor and to uh, Jace. Because you think they're setting up like 5G and everything. Oh, my God. And yeah. so he goes up to Yara and is like, hey, would you like to join my Justice League? And she's like, I don't know you. She's like, who the fuck? Yeah, like, I just came here. Why would I join you? Um, and then Jace is like, he goes, Hey, I helped you. See, Jace, you know, we should work together. He goes, You messed up a whole thing I've been working on for like, weeks. Now this guy's gonna get off on a technicality, you fucking asshole. And, and he goes, And by the way, the last time a Superman team up with a Batman, uh, a Batman team up with Superman, he died. So go f- go talk to one of the Robins. Yeah, he's like, Pass, dude. So he has this team, this clown team. Black Adam goes, I told you, I don't think you should have led Justice League. I, there's only one person that can, and it's Dick Grayson. 
Um, yeah, he makes it sound like he's going to say me, but it's then he's like, it's Dick Grayson. It's like, Dick oh, Grayson. Okay. And then like cut, Adam's not just a shithead. No, and then you cut back to like, you cut back to Titan Tower, Dick versus Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. Um, you have Cyborg Superman show up. Cyborg Superman beats living hell out of John. Um, and then Cyborg Superman is beaten by Black Adam. Black Adam goes, I thought, Dick, you can lead the team, but I guess I was wrong. Um, I guess I should do it. And he goes, he pieces off, and he goes to meet with Lex and the supervillains to form a, a Justice League Dark. Or, or sorry, um, in Justice League, if you want to call it, whatever you want, you want to call it. Um the secret society of villains decides, like, cool. Deathstroke's like coughing and wants to retreat. He's covered in black ooze, yeah, and he's he like, up. and he's like, oh, I, we should retreat, type of thing. Um, but Black Adam is like, I'll keep training this shitty Justice League. Oh, so yeah, he hasn't peaced out yet. He is training this shitty Justice League. Um, while up in space, um, Hal Jordan gets together the Green Lantern Corps to go after um, Pariah. Mm-hmm. Um and the flashes get together to go after Barry to find out where Barry is and they find out Barry's in multiverse too. Yeah, um, Barry's doing some cool stuff in this one. Barry's been missing since Infinite Frontier. <laughs> yeah, Barry's like bye. Um, after the fight at Titans Academy, Deathstroke tries uh, Deathstroke tries to catch more kids. Um, a bunch of like Batman's uh, all the Batman family goes to visit Dick at Titans Tower about how he's with Beast Boy. Black Adam trains the New Justice League. Um. But they're afraid. They're like, you have to kill. Like Black Adam's like, you guys have to learn how to kill. And they're like, we don't want to kill. We're heroes. And Black Adam's like, stop being pussies. Yeah. It's it's me being nice because that's literally what happens in the book. No, yeah. He's like, you guys need to grow up. Like, everything is dying and you need to start, like, fighting back for real. Um, Black Adam, in a fight against Count Vertigo, is about to kill him. Yara Floor stops him, and he's like, peace out, babies. I'm going to join some other people and join the Legion of Doom, uh, which is a weird lineup at this point. It's every DC villain that's still alive, I guess. Yeah, it's like whoever. After Shadow it. War. <laughs> yeah. um, Soak and Ravager unite, and she talks about uh, her being uh, his legacy as the Great Darkness now starts to spread throughout the secret societies, and now all the villains that are not on the side of Deathstroke are now infected with the Great Darkness. John and Damien are like, well, this Justice League sucks. And then Alan Scott goes, why didn't you just call us in the beginning? And the entire Justice Society shows up. And I'm like, yeah, how about that, John? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Justice Society, when they show up, they're just like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like everybody just shows up and almost does nothing. Everyone shows up just to yell at John for being an idiot. They're like, John, why didn't you call us? And he's like, I don't have everybody's phone number. And they're like, okay. Yes, I'll be baby. Um, yes, a lot of it is like there's a lot of like back and forth setup between things that happen. Like there's big stuff that happens, and then it, there's like a calming period, and then big stuff happens, and there's a calming period, which I kind of like for this book because you couldn't do nonstop action because th- then all this would have happened in one day. I mean, it kind of does. It's it's actually over like a week and a half. They just fight for a week on Titans Island. No, because the fight at Titans Tower is only a day. It's not even a full day. Or it looks like it takes like the whole issue. No, it's only two issues. That the Final Titans, Titans Island's only two issues. It's only issues one and two. Um, they just go the back. Last to the, take place. Titans, uh, just the whole justice. Does it? Yeah. It so looks like once everything's destroyed, it looks like the same fucking battlefield. Uh, well, that's because the the battle looks like it takes place. It looks like it takes place on Titans Tower because Titans Tower is now in New York, and so is like the like the Hall of Justice is like looks like a fucking in new york so yeah, yeah it's just um, poor city placements i guess right and that's all that is that's background design 
Um, Hal goes into space. He goes to Sector Triple Six um, because he wants to use um, Necron's old power battery. Allows them to teleport to uh, Multiverse Two. By the way, read Black as Night for that. Um, they go back to they go to Multiverse Two, which is Hal, Kyle, and Mullen, uh, Joe. Um, they go, hey, Pariah's like, hey, how the hell did you get here? He goes, I'm now going to kill you and kills Hal. Um, and then Hal wakes up uh, on this planet and then is shot by a green light, a uh, green bolt, uh, which is shot by Jason Todd, Green Lantern. Um, and he's like, what the hell is this? And no one knows. Um, yeah, he's like, and that's cool. how issue three ends. Yeah. It's pretty cool when they start setting up these, uh, what are they called, Worlds Without a Justice League? Yeah. Those are pretty cool, where it's like, here's Batman, and it's like clockwork stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. And they have, like, the wax Batman. And like, yep, and cool. I will get to all yeah. those one-shots when they actually fall into place. Yeah, because you're, you're going in timeline, give or take? I'm doing in timeline order, give or take. Like, there's the only thing I didn't talk about is Young Justice, um, Young Justice um, Dark Crisis, because it happened right after issue one. Yeah, it was issue one, then this miniseries, and then it goes right back into the f- f- the oh, finale. Like, so, it happens right here. <laughs> yeah, it goes. It goes like one Young Justice, and then seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that's why I'm like I'm trying to go in the timeline order, um, and then I'll do like Warzone and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, issue four is goes back to Earth where Black Adam now fighting against the secret society supervillains who are now possessed by the Great Darkness, is saved by Sideways and Miss Terrific and Aqualad and Supergirl. Um, John Kent reveals that Pariah is controlling the Great Darkness, which we already didn't know. Yeah, um, I'm being sarcastic because we every already knew. Pari- yeah, every time Pariah shows up, you're like, he's a bad guy. Yeah, bad things are happening. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Damian Wayne and Dr. Light um, tells Dr. Light to follow him as he has a secret plan, while Nightwing prepares to fight the, t- uh, prepares the Titans to fight against Deathstroke's army. Um, so this is where I'm now going to cut away because now we are getting into the, um, tie-ins. Yeah. All so you have, um, this now cuts into Dark Crisis, Dark Army. I'll do that story first, which Damien leads Sideways, Power Girl, Dr. Light, and Red Canary to Earth 53 to prevent uh, the Great Darkness from taking over more heroes and Earths. Um, you find out the multiverse is now polluted with the Great Darkness. They are ambushed by Dr. Justly Incarnate, and Justly Dr. Light finds out that she is the uh, opposite of the Great Darkness, um, given her powers by the Monitor in the original crisis for this reason. Um, they free them all and then head back home. That will lead right to issue 7, so I will not get, go any further. Um, there is... I'm not going to talk about Warzone. Warzone is just a bunch of one uh, mini-stories in this one shot that tell you kind of what everyone else was doing at the right before the final battle happens. So you have uh, Iris West using super speed to save people. Jim Corden, Corgan becomes the Spectre again with the help of Raven. Uh, and Nubia visit, uh, has a vision of Deathstroke in the army um, uh, in Themyscira. Um, which then something happens which ties into issue 6, which I won't get to. In The Flash, they go and find out that Barry is trapped in multi uh, in Multiverse 2. Um, and when I say The Flash, I mean Barry. Um, they, the team, which is Mr. Uh, sorry, Wally West, Wallace West, Jay Gary, Jesse Chambers, and Max Mercury. Um, at this time, he also calls, um, he calls, um, Iris Boom, or he calls her Judy, which is his daughter that's in the Stargirl miniseries currently, which is really cool. Um, they go to Monthly Verse 2, they find out, and they vibrate into his pariah Earth. 
uh, and they break him free, which then leads to issue seven. Um, and then we have Young Justice, which I will just do Young Justice now. Tim Drake, Arrowit, uh, Bart, and Connor are were at the meeting in issue one. They are Arrowhead. Is that Artemis? No, Arrowhead. There's two different characters. Characters. Who is who is she? Arrowhead is sorry. Is Arrowhead is Sissy uh, King. Uh, she was the psychic before uh, before. Um, oh my God. Oh yeah, she Artemis. doesn't have many appearances. She's a blonde chick. Yeah, she's really. Yeah, uh, she's, she's just around. It looks like I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. Yeah, now. she's had like uh, ten appearances. Right. So they end up going uh, back. In, they end up going to an Earth. They end up getting taken away, realizing they are on an Earth set in the 1990s during their Young Justice days. They include the way in their old school uniforms. Um, then the Justice League say horrible shit to them, including Batman saying something very homophobic, which is really shocking in the story. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's actually wild. So they are fighting the just so they end up going to this earth, which you find out is a um kind of pocket dimension created by Mixoplex's son, Mikey, uh, because he's like sure. a big fan of the Young Justice guys and wants them to live in peace and free from the great darkness that was coming. And they are like kind of stuck in the nineties, so they do a bunch of things. The first the person they fight is uh I forgot what her name is, but she has like very large boobs, so much that the, like even they, they cover it up. Oh no, I I know who's yeah, endowment. Yeah, endowment, that's what it is. Her name yeah, is her like, power like, is just that her boobs are big. Yeah. Um, so like it's them finding her in the in the early issue, and then like it's you find out like Cassie's trying to uh like the B story is that Cassie's trying to save the original guy, trying to save the guys. She ends up over there. You find out the Cassie that they were teaming up with on that earth is Mickey really mm -hmm. pretending to be like her and explaining, Hey, you are better off here, blah, blah, blah. And so they fight against the justice league and they are like, well, they kind of like do things like, Oh, to belittle them, to make them like, Oh, well you should really stay here. And the thing that Batman says to Tim Drake, he goes, well, this is just a phase. You'll grow out of it. But it's like not real. No, it's like it's not really Batman. But it's bat. It, like he sees Batman, and Batman's telling him like, "Oh, you this the whole no, thing." Oh, he's seeing like his worst nightmares or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So it's like super, but like it's wild that they they were like they. That's what they went with. You could have been like, "Oh, well, oh, you that, what's gonna cut you to your core? Oh, you're not really gay. It's just a phase. You'll grow out." Of yeah, it. but like it's very problematic. You'll go back to Steph, right? <laughs> right, exactly. But it's really the problem. Yeah. The reason why I say problematic because it's really fucking weird. Well, out of context, um, this is Batman being homophobic. Yeah, it's Batman being homophobic. <laughs> if you don't know what you're reading. It's like, oh wow, what the hell, Batman? What's going right. on? They fight, um, they beat Mickey, they end up going back into the present time, they show up for the final battle. The I Am Batman tie-in is Batman versus Nestro, um, and Superman Kal-El returns to set up um, why, how Kal-El was back. Uh, really, the Kal-El return special was to set up um, kind of how the Warworld saga and Kal-El returns falls in place to Dark Crisis, which mm -hmm. is it, it all happened before Dark Crisis. Sure. All right. So back to the story. Sure. Multiverse. They're in multiverse two. They're about to fight the great, uh, great darkness. While they're there, Joe and Green Lantern are on this world. You find out there's a bunch of worlds created by Pariah, which are the idyllic versions of of Earths, in which that hero that's in prison there is the only superhero, and how it affects the entire universe. 
No. This leads into a series of one shots called the World Without Justice League. Sector John Stewart. <laughs> so one of them, the, the the one that you see in the book, if you were reading the Titans, was um the Green Lantern one with John Stewart, but also in order of how they were released, which is Superman. Uh in this world, Superman actually raises John as a, uh, it's the only superhero in the universe in the in that world, Superman. He raises John. Um the fact um that he wears kind of a Robin uniform is kind of like showing you that something subconsciously wrong with this, this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, because this was released so early into the dark crisis event, or this was like released right after issue one. No one kind of knew what the, these meant. Um, the backstory to that one, I think was Hawk girl. Yeah. Um, the Hawk girl one had a bunch of, um, so yeah, it was Hawk girl. Just, yeah. It was just Hawk girl being, a, uh, just being a cop. Yeah she, was, yeah, she was talking about like this her past is, lives, yeah. Yeah. And like this is all weird and doesn't make sense. Right. Uh oh and so then you have uh it's like I, the Zatanna world. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, like I I don't know exactly which backstories were where. I know what they were, but I don't yeah, know the which backup in um Batman. Was, Batman I know was that was Zatanna. Yeah, yeah, so Aquaman was in Superman. Um I think Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman was yeah. Superman, Hawk Girl was in Wonder Green Woman. Lantern. Green Lantern. It was in Green Lantern, yeah. And then what was the backstory in Wonder Woman? Martian Manhunter? No, I don't think there was one. Yeah, there was one. There's no, one for each. Martian Manhunter then. It doesn't talk about doesn't, it, but it's probably fine. Martian Man. Yeah, he's got to be in one of them. Yeah, so in Wonder Woman 1, uh, she's trapped in a world where Anna Candy is president uh, and Artemis didn't murder her mother, which was trial to the Amazon. Um, she just fights against Dr. Psycho. Um, and the backup story in that one was the Martian Manhunter one, which he is a uh, detective in a world full of squid people. I, it was really weird. Sure. Um, sure. I like that stuff though. I like crazy stuff. So I was yeah. like, okay, cool. So that worked. Um, Green Lantern, which was John Stewart is the only hero. He leads everyone, uh, on the earth as Green Lanterns. Um, they fight off an enemy called the Radiant Dead, which is supposed to be like a, ver- their version of Necron in that universe. Uh, oh, th- this was a Hawkgirl one. Hawkgirl breaks in separate yeah. life for her, her stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was in Green Lantern. Um, in Green Arrow, you had uh, Green Arrow where he's just Robin Hood along with all his sidekicks as like his merry men, um, fighting against uh, Black Arrow slash Merlin. Uh, yeah, he was the sheriff of Nottingham, which I think yep. is cool. It's a nice and, little fun twist. And then the, on the other half, you have uh, the other story, which is a Black Canary story in which she is the only hero on that earth, but she is like assisted by Black uh, by Oracle, Oracle's in that universe, and Green Arrow on that universe is a superhero. Um, it's figured out that Pariah figures out because he actually because Green Arrow is the only one that actually died in issue seventy five justly because he got bodied by Doomsday. Yeah, he got um, fucked up before everything happened. So that's why they're intertangled um, with the the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up realizing Pariah makes a world just for the two of them instead. They go off in their world together. Um, then you have Batman in which a world where he is this fucking steampunk wild man, which is awesome. Yeah, um, this one was crazy, man. This it could... was like Alfred was the mastermind who made clones of Batman and Bruce Wayne until they all figure out that uh, they're the same person. And then Alfred kills them and makes them try again. Like, it's wild. Yes. Um it's crazy, and then the backstory is Zatanna is realizing she's just a cool-ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wow, I'm cool, and here's all my friends. And she's like, I can save all of us, uh, which brings it to issue seven. Then you have Damien and the Dark Army. Uh, oh, sorry, um, uh, the Green, sorry. 
Uh, Deadly Green, which is a continuation from the Zatanna stuff where John Constantine brings a bunch of magic people and Superman, and then they all just get ready for issue seven. <laughs> well, they, they <laughs> realize that they realize that the Great Darkness is actually not um, possessing Pariah, but a piece of it, and he's actually yeah, the bad guy. His, yeah, don't they go get his machine? Yeah, they go get his machine. That's yeah. in the Deadly Green. Um, and that's like that happens all kind of within issue uh, six. Of the series, uh, Flash is free. Green Lantern emerges. The Flash and Green Lantern emerge from their Earth first. They go get everyone else. They kind of go on the rounds of Pariah's Earth to free everyone. Um, they become this like all, almost like uber version of themselves, which it becomes like a god version. I wish they kept that around for a little bit longer in the series. Um, and they all go back to Earth Zero to go against uh, Pariah uh, and the uh, Deathstroke Secret Society and his Dark Army. Mm-hmm. The next issue, which is issue seven, because we're almost done, guys. Uh, issue six, Shadow Demons come back. Shadow Demons are tied back to Dark Crisis. They were the villains from uh, Dark Crisis versus the Green Lantern Corps while they uh, flush them out from Central Battery. Earth is overrun by the Dark Army. Uh, Nightwing um, is like, hey, we're not. We're not especially we're Titans, and he raises an army of kids <laughs> um, and child soldiers to fight against the great darkness. Um, and they are able to overpower uh, Pariah well before uh, they just like even show up. John's about to die. Um, and Superman shows up and he goes, I he goes, How did I do that? He goes, You're doing great, we're here to help you, and they do like a cleanup. Um, and then you find out that with all the great darkness gods being destroyed and all the, um, pariah being destroyed, the great darkness is now embodied into Deathstroke as he, as Nightwing and Ravager try to go after Deathstroke and, um, stop him from destroying the multiverse. Yeah, man. Now we're at the final issue where Justice League fights off Deathstroke, Nightwing fights Deathstroke as the two of them explain through their entire history about the how the rise and fall of the multiverse works and how heroes and villains constantly cycle between each other. Damien brings going back to the Dark Army. Just Damien brings Justice League Incarnate over and is like, hey guys, let's go. Um and he uh they start fighting. Um they were able to get this quell the great darkness from the entirety of the multiverse. This is kind of where the last stand takes place. Black Adam realizes he can share his power with everyone in the DC universe where everyone gets a little bit of Shazam abilities, which is really yeah, cool. That's pretty tight, man. Um, I like it when Black Adam isn't like a super dickhead. Exactly. They all weaken Deathstroke. Nightwing manages to fight off the Great Darkness because he is now embodied with the Great Darkness because it fled from Deathstroke to him. Um, and then Ravager continues. Uh, the Great Ravager. Darkness. It, sorry, not Ravager. Nightwing manages to fight off the Great Darkness. Influence knocks out Deathstroke before Black Adam could kill him because Black Adam just wants to murder a man every time he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they are able to stop Deathstroke. The heroes reunite with their families and victories and blah, blah, blah. Deathstroke loses his super serum because of the death. And they lock him away in a hole. Where someone's there and someone kills him at the end. It's an epilogue, but someone kills Deathstroke. We don't know who it is. Yeah, yet. Yet. Um, We get a cool little Suicide Squad. Wait, there's there's more stuff. Spectre is now reconnected to Jim Corrigan now. And he restores the Quintessons, which is the the living tribunal kind of of the DC universe. Um, Darkseid returns to Apocalypse, which is crazy because he hasn't been in Apocalypse for years at this point. Dr. Light is now out exploring the multiverse under the um, supervision of the League Incarnate. uh, Canary and Arsenal uh, do actually mourn the death of 
Green Arrow because he's actually the only one dead. For now. For now. Um, Legion of the Doom Secret Society escaped from everything. They kind of peace out just so we have villains for other books later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Great Darkness is laid to rest in the multiverse. Um, he, Pariah was never corrupted to it. It was all in his head. He was just being a bad guy. Uh, and then we have one more one shot now, which I could talk about, which is the Big Bang. Yeah, which is just like a nice little like cleanup book. Yep, which all does explain that it's the final battle with the Anti Monitor. It's Barry versus the Anti Monitor. He finally beats his greatest villain of all time. Um, and also reestablishes the entirety of what the multiverse looks like going forward, meaning that any book that DC puts out going forward exists and matters for the multiverse. Yeah, man, fuck it. Let's go. Um, Superman and John thank Black Adam for his help. Um, John tells at uh, John can't go fuck himself and leaves, and Superman's oh, like, "Oh yeah, Black Adam was like, yeah, you didn't die though." And yeah, John's like, "Is that a compliment?" And Superman's like, "Yeah, kinda." Yep. And then you have hey, at least you didn't punch you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then you have Nightwing and Bruce meeting in the ruins of the Justice League, saying there is no more Justice League. Um. Uh, and that and then Nightwing is like, oh, I have ideas, and they go off to they they shoot their little grappling hooks off in the distance, and they swing off together like father and son. And then the epilogue happens in which Amanda Waller meets with the Light, villains only created for the Young Justice TV show. Um. In which they are now saying we should eradicate. All, well. Amanda Waller's idea was to imprison, was to get all the heroes to work for them because something else is coming yeah. um, that she knows about. This also may tie back to her trial or the trial of Earth 3 because the last time we saw her, she was building her own Justice League of Multiverse people. Yeah, and in this one, she's got two peacemakers, one female, yes. one regular. Like Lady a peacemaker. Weird, a weird Joker guy. I will tell you that, who that is in a second. Yeah, like a Joker Batman and then some big dude in the back. Question yep. is female peacemaker gonna be Harcourt? Uh, maybe because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> but um, so she's been building this like multiverse team we see from Trials a uh, trial, uh, trial of Earth three, yeah. um, which also was written by Justin Williamson. Um, Justin Williamson likes a good multiverse story, dude. You and Williamson would be fucking buddies, <laughs> yeah, we would be. <laughs> also, all well, we y'all do. be pals. So, um, she Amanda Wall's like, this is what we should do. And those who don't work with us, we can we can entrap them because we have to. We already do it to their villains. We we could do it to them. The light goes no, and immediately I was like, "Why'd you say no, Marilyn Wallace? She's just going to do it anyway." She was asking for permission. She was just telling you what she was going to do. That's facts. <laughs> um, they were like, "No, we have a better idea. How about we just get rid of all metahumans?" Very much the Young Justice show. That's exactly what the light wanted to do in Young Justice. Um, by the way, we do not know who the light, the council of the light is in the, sh- in the comic books, because in the show, they are just strictly like the secret society or Legion of doom. Mm-hmm. Um, then you see something out of the shadows is a team that Amanda Waller has been forming, which is yeah, so- peacemaker lady peacemaker. Yeah, her name is peace wrecker, by the way. Yes. Peace wrecker. Um, uh, in editorial, I know they refer to her as lady peacemaker until they came up with the name peace wrecker. Yeah. We don't know who she is. She might be from the multiverse, which it looks like she might be from Earth 11, which is a gender swapped universe, which is just a yeah. female peacemaker. Um, the big metal guy, we don't know who that is. Um, and the metal guy's got like a Joker smile, though. Unless no, like the, one, the one with the, the backwards S? No, that's like probably composite Superman or some shit. No, hold, the, guy, let me... the guy in the back, he's got like a Joker. I'm looking at the picture now. I pulled it up. He's got like a Joker smile, but that just might be like a zombie style character where he's got like a decrepit face. Oh well, let me pull up he, the panel. Just because it's a big smile. 
Hold yeah, on, I'm leave. pulling up. Uh, I'll send you this if you don't. Yeah, so I can see for the ref for the reference. Yeah. I might be able to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it from Screen Rant. I got it from Screen Rant. Um, oh, the guy with the big joker smile. Like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, but who's uh, who's the little Mister Composite Superman with a Green Lantern ring? So he's probably from. Or he probably is the. So it goes back to Mark Wade. Uh, Mark Wade Superman Batman oh, you run. Think it's Thunder Boy. No, it's not. No, it's not. We know who Thunder. Uh, uh, we know who Kid Thunder or Boy Thunder becomes. Um, oh, do we? Yeah, we do. Oh, you're gonna have to tell me off off, off screen. Yeah, I don't spoil on the show. I don't know who but fucking Kid Thunder becomes. I do, and it's fucking wild. Um, we don't know who the guy in the back is, but the um the the composite the so in Mark Wade's run on um World's Superman Final. Batman Well's Finest so far, the first storyline is about uh like the two of them the Batman and Superman fuse in that story with the power of Green Lantern Ring. Um, well, this looks the opposite. This is the opposite. It looks like it's Bizarro and Joker and Sinestro fused together. Oh, that's really cool, actually. That's yeah. ooh, that could be dope as hell. Amanda might... Waller is like actually pulling game here. Usually, the... she's just like annoying. Like she's, she's like, not I'm a bitch. though. She's not though. The problem, like that's how they, that's how they, if you only if you don't read her books, she's like that in like well, the Suicide a... Squad movie. Well, I read her in a few books. Like when she's New awesome. Uh, when New Fifty Two started, I think that's why I don't like Amanda Waller because of New Fifty Two. That's and why New Fifty Two. She like just sucks straight up. She just sucks. Yeah, well, she's supposed to suck. She's. I mean, I understand, but like, she's not even like compelling. Sucks. She just sucks. And then like Rebirth kind of fixed her. Yeah, and no. Then she's the a... Infinite Frontiers, like right after the Future State nonsense, like I yeah, mean, technically during Future State because it's kind of like a sequel prequel. Yeah, like that Amanda Waller is compelling. And she's and like, I also compelling. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. Cool. I bet. And that's just kind of how it ends. All right. We do not know anything else. That's how Dark Crisis ends. And the now we're big event is Lazarus Planet, which kind of thought of going to answer that many questions. It doesn't. So Lazarus Planet is actually a spin out from Batman versus Robin. If you are not reading Batman versus Robin, do not worry. I'll tell you right now. Um, the Lazarus plant, the Lazarus uh, volcano has exploded, and Lazarus resin is spewing all over the DC Earth, giving people new powers and uh, making them react in unexpected ways. And maybe to Alfred be, will come back. We'll see. It won't. Um, really, the main thing is that certain characters will get power boost, so you know they're different. John becomes Superman Blue. Um, oh, yeah, that's that cool Mercy Graves has uh, it has like techno organic powers now. Um, Power Girl has some weird shit going on with Lilith, which yeah, will Leah play. We'll talk about that. Which one. will play in the Leah Williams story in Action Comics, mm -hmm. um, and so on. Each story will be a setup for an, uh, some other story that's going on currently, mm -hmm. um, and then it's like will be Batman versus Robin five. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this so that's kind of what's happening. Actually, the next big thing to look forward to after Dark Crisis will be reading Nightwing issue one hundred, which will explain yeah, what's going on with the Justice week, League, right? which came out this week, which will explain to you what happened with the Justice League. Nice. And the future is Justice League, which I'll tell you off mic. Um, and I will tell you kind of off mic what else I was going to tell you off mic. Justice League thing and the... Who's, who's Boy Thunder? Oh, who Boy Thunder is. Yes. Because yeah. it's fucking crazy. He's Batman. So, so, yeah. I love Dark Crisis. I think it's one of the best events we've had in a while. It was very clean. Oh, it's it definitely very... one of the best we've had in a while because DC puts out, like, shit events. It's also... It was one of the world events that didn't seem like... You need to read a million other books to understand. It wasn't a million yeah, like, tie-ins. Like Dark Metal and Dark Knight's Metal were all like, 
you have to read Scott Snyder's every Batman book he's ever done. You also right. have to read a little bit of Grant Morrison's books because right. who cares? You got to read fucking every one of these books and like, oh yeah, Wonder Woman and this and this. And it's like, okay. And then Future State didn't help. So yeah. this one was kind of like, you just read Infinite Frontier, then Incarnate, and then you're good. And then this. <laughs> Like, and if you don't want to read Infinite Frontier, don't. Just read yeah, just yeah, Incarnate yeah, yeah. and then this. Yeah, exactly. Infinite Frontier really only gives, like, more backstory to Incarnate, but Incarnate covers itself fairly well. Yeah. It gives oh, you, like, and... a nice little brief explanation at the beginning, like, what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And same thing, like, this goes, hey, you if you didn't read, like, the only book you have to read for this is just, like, 75. Oh, that's facts. That's the only mandatory non-Dark Crisis book. That you have Justice to read. 75 because they're like, the Justice League is dead. And if you didn't yeah. read that, it's like, what the fuck? Exactly. Other than that, it's a great book. It's a very easy event read. It's not this like, it's, yeah, it's an overblown, like crazy. Yeah, besides Young Justice, everything is pretty like straightforward. Like, oh, it's just one shots. And then there's Young Justice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a cool, clean book to read. It kind of does set up a cool new status quo, but doesn't remove anybody from play. It's not like, oh, and we're status quoing, and like now John Kent is Superman because Superman's dead. Like, no. Moving to Europe. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's why 5G would have been bad. <laughs> um, and I think this is a kind of cool place for the DC Universe to go forward. It does look like they're going to build some of the second generation guys up a little bit more. I will tell you off mic kind of some of that. Um, I do not want to spoil Nightwing 100. Um, but a lot of the story does look at, like, hey, the Justice League doesn't need to exist. It actually pretty much tells you the Justice League doesn't need to exist in the DC Universe because there's so many cool heroes. Just go read these heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, type of thing. It's cool. It's awesome. I like it a lot. Um, I recommend it. I cannot wait for this book to come out in trade. It's actually going to be put out in two trades. It's going to be Dark Crisis uh, 1 through 7 and then Dark Crisis Compendium, which is all the one-shots. And I think maybe – and then Dark, sorry, 3. Dark Crisis Young Justice is 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait. It's cool. Definitely get it out. If you can go to your local comic shop and get it now, uh, if they still have it, definitely do that. Say, so what did you think about it? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I missed um, the Young Justice books on my uh, my little my little read, but um, you told me they're basically just like Mixel Pitalik sucks. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I really- get it. I'm not, you know, young, I'm not a young just i'm a young justice tv show fan i'm not a young right. justice character fan that's fair. mostly because again i started reading in 2011 full-time so most of those characters were just like teen titans characters and i was like oh okay cool they're fine right you again know? young justice like the dark Crisis young justice book was made for people that read the, young justice, the comic book yeah people <laughs> who liked young justice like before they shit all over it right <laughs> And then before Bendis took over and reinvented it into something different. Exactly. So, guys, that's it. Let me jump into our book roundup real quick because I do not want to spoil certain things. So let me pull that up real quick and we will run through that. So we have, of course, issue 100 of Nightwing written by Tom Taylor, various artists, setting up the new status quo of the DC Universe and Nightwing going forward. I will not spoil it here because there's some crazy shit that happens. But if you want to start trying reading Nightwing for the first time, it's awesome. If you've been reading Nightwing forever, this is even better. Yeah, this is cool, man. Um, We have Batman One Bad Day, Bane, which is set in an alternate universe in which Bane is tracking down the last bits of Venom. He is retired to Mexico as a luchador um in which he then is brought into a um black arms a black arms dealing a venom 
that um, he thought he had destroyed, and now he's hunting them down. Um, he spends nights as a wrestler fighting against Batman um, that dress up in the ring with him. Um, you have Dune House uh, Harkonian. He's spinning out the Dune's franchise. Uh, it's just more, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you'll like this book a lot, in which they are focusing on the House Harkonian. Do not worry. If you just like Game of Thrones and sci-fi, this book is awesome. Uh, you have Wasp. Uh, I forgot who wrote Wasp. I didn't write down who wrote Wasp. Uh, made by Marvel Comics. Wasp is celebrating one her 60-year anniversary, like they did with the Ant-Man series. This is with Nadia and Janet teaming up, going against old-school villains of Wasp, which, by the way, is Whirlwind. Whirlwind was not an Iron Man villain first. He was an, actually a Ant-Man Wasp villain. Actually, he's a Wasp mm-hmm. villain, not even an Ant-Man villain. Um, Whirlwind was an Iron Man villain. He's the guy in the green suit that's, that's those tornadoes. Who? Whirlwind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, an Ant-Man yeah. villain. He's an Ant-Man villain. Yeah, yeah, he was in the uh, second... Um, he was in um, the 2015 or 2014 Ant-Man run where Ant-Man ran, like, the San Francisco... Yes, um, like... yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Whirlwind was, like, a villain and then, like, a couple issues. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Whirlwind. Um, I they... say his name at first. That's why I was... Um, they are all being... Her, her old villains are being possessed by someone from her secret past while Nadia tries to discover her mother and her secret secret history with the Red Room. Um, and then you have... Uh, oh, my God. White Savior from Dark Horse Comics. Do not let the, the title offend you. It is actually a big uh, flip on the trope. The trope being that white men come into these foreign communities and save them from catastrophe because they can't save themselves. Iron Fist, Tom Cruise, The Last Samurai. Yeah, I know. Matt um, Damon's Great China, Wall, The Great Wall of China. So in this movie, in this book, it's great. Uh, it stars an Asian American uh, teacher who is thrust back in time, where he meets this fabled white savior that was supposed to save this village that wasn't saved because he died, and he's a complete asshat. Um, it's fun. It's a cool trip on the trope. So it's awesome. Check all these books out and more this week at your local comic shop. And guys, we'll jump into the ending of this week's show. Thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com. Check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Andrews underscore comics, the podcast, Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcasts, and Twitter, Andrews Amazing for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Always support your local comic shop and have a nice day. Um, I will be reviewing a indie book next week because we just didn't have time to do it on this episode because it's almost two hours long. So, mm-hmm. guys, I will be reviewing a book from Chris Curtis named Jazz. So, yeah. I wish you guys next week. Uh, we should be talking about Super Sons next week, right? Yeah. Cool. Guys, watch Super Sons on HBO Max currently streaming, and we will be talking about it next week so you are not fully spoiled on our spoiler cast. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. All right, peace.